sit back and relax while you listen to Train Kickers Podcast. I'm Dave, and along with my co-hosts Dan and Steve, we're going to take you all around the world to miniature wargaming. On tonight's episode, so someone, uh, I want to say it was two days ago, or maybe yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this, um, said, hey, you know, they're looking for some 30k content because uh, one of our podcasts they mentioned, we hadn't done 30k in a little bit. Well, hey, proven you're wrong, we're going to do it right now. Um, part of the reason we haven't done 30 k is because it's been a little tough to get us all together. And personally, when I do videos myself, I usually just do other content. Um, I'd rather have these two around when I want to discuss 30 k And, you know, it's been a little bit tough. But hey, that's happened. That's life. But on tonight's episode, what we thought we would do is we had previously talked about all the various Primarchs. What we wanted to do now, we're at this point in the game where we've went through everything. We've had more things under our belt. And the game has been out for quite a while now. So both we as well as other people have gotten a real chance to play with all of this. So what we wanted to do is to take a look back at these Primarchs. And in particular, it's always funny when you rank things because that causes fights and fighting is fun. So <laughs> we are going to make some ranks related Down to York. them. Oh, yeah. Um, for these rankings, we'll discuss in a moment what it means for our ranking purposes. But we're going to do a brief overview of them as a reminder of what they do, what we think about them, all of that. And then we're going to figure out where we think they should fit. So that's what we're going to do tonight. We will see some more 30k content coming very soon. Um, the next thing we were doing was talking about special characters in a much similar way. But I have to make the tier maker for that. And I didn't have time to do that. I ran out of time today. So you get Primarchs instead. And now, on to the show. All right, gentlemen, how are you on this? It is Wednesday night at 9.08 p.m. A little rundown, but getting better. <laughs> still, ha still having trouble adjusting <laughs> to the job? Um, it's more of I've just been way too busy for my own good lately. Like, I have not listened to my body. I've been like, oh, yeah, uh -huh. no, I can, hang I can hang out tonight. Could not hang out tonight. Like, you know, for like every single night for like three weeks straight it's been something and then I'm, I'm not a morning person i conclusively determined that i am not a morning person so leaving my house at what is it uh 7 15 in the morning sun's not even out yet going home five at night the sun's already gone it's it's not my thing not my thing all right i leave but i leave some you mornings do what you gotta do I leave some mornings at 7, and the sun is currently out. You don't live that much further north than me. You're in the Arctic? Ah, uh, I live in the mountains. Oh, are you, are you, you live in like a little mountain village, like uh, Beauty and the Beast or yep. something here? At, yes. Surrounded I, by like dude, the Alps? No, no joke, we actually have a little microclimate here. There is a, uh, what's it called, environmental, um, like, you know, like there's like zoning for like plant species and all that? Yeah, right? yeah of like, course. This is like, uh, type five zone is type two zone, right? The, the boundary goes right through my backyard. So like <laughs> we, we have our own microclimate here. Like if it rains like by work, like, oh yeah, there was rain a little bit. There was a drizzle. It's like, oh yeah, the world ended at home. Like one day I went to work and like I'm leaving. It's all nice. Like, oh yeah, it's like a 10 minute shower or whatever. I get a phone call. Oh my God, get home as soon as you can. Why would happen? The flood, the water, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. What? That, so yeah, no, we we have weird weather by me. That is an interesting fresh hell that you live in. Um, absolutely. It got gotta keep it interesting. Gotta keep it interesting. Yeah. And uh, Dan, how is your uh, fresh hell of uh, Jello? Jesus Christ! I, I'm getting surgery soon, so I'm on a liquid diet today and fasting tomorrow. Uh, I haven't done a liquid diet since I was like 
early teens when I needed like a colonoscopy. So I was like, I can do this. I'm young. Yeah. Holy hell. Um, it all hits I didn't worse know when you're older. Was, first of all, I made, I made it through the whole day. And then I was like, there's no way I'm sleeping tonight. No, I can't eat. So I had to look what a liquid diet was. And thankfully, Google told me that Jell-O is allowed. So my wife, my beautiful wife, went out, bought me like 12 packets of Jell-O, 12 of like the four packs. And I devoured like eight or 10 Jell-O cups. And it felt so good. I'm probably going into diabetic shock, but honestly, it's that or diabetic shock from not eating. So <laughs> balance in all things. Yeah, um, balance in all things. But always so, room for jello. Yeah, it's just oh my god. How I survive the day is I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Thankfully the procedure is short tomorrow, so Hey, I'm go. up and out after the day, and Friday I go back to school. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Uh, mine has been much more mild. My bad thing was uh, my old car being wrecked and waiting for a new car to come in. But hey, that's like my old Ooh. car. The fact it was still moving was great. It had 180,000 miles on it. Um, because it, I put I don't know 15 to 20,000 miles a year on the car. But hey, it still worked till that end. I got a bunch of money from the insurance for it, surprisingly more than I should have, which I'm absolutely happy with. So I was able to turn that in and, and getting a new car. So that'll be nice. But uh, so it's been a bit crazy for all of us, but we are getting back to trying to get episodes. We know it's been a little bit since we did episode 100. This is our next official one. I've been putting out some conquests and some other videos since. I have a couple more videos that I'm working on as well that I hope to have out at least one more this week and probably another one the week after Thanksgiving because obviously that's going to be a little bit harder to get some stuff out then. Um, the hope is that the next 100 that we're doing gets a little bit better. We do know some of the things we had, like issues with um, background noise and all, so we're going to be trying to work on that and improve a bit. So hopefully the next 100 only improves from there. All right, so let's get into this cavalcade mess here that we have. So... As we said, if you're watching this on YouTube, you will see the tier maker off to the side. If not, we'll talk about it, and I'll make sure it's posted up in spots so people can see it. I'll post it on our Discord once it's all said and done, once the video's been out for a few days at least. So the plan is to go back through the Primarchs. We're going to do short discussions on them, so things we're not going to do. We are not going to read through stat lines. We'll talk about, like, where because some of the Primarchs differ a little bit, so maybe the interesting stat, but not read right back through those. We'll discuss, say, Warlord traits, but we're not going to necessarily have to read them out, go through it in great detail. We'll also probably mention a little bit about the Legion, just as a brief reminder of the sorts of things they do or things they like. Talk about the sorts of things they have, the abilities they have, all of that, with the end goal of ranking these Primarchs on a few different categories. So we're going to be ranking them based off of their ability to fight. We don't want this to solely be, can my Primarch, you know, can, can your dad beat up my dad kind of thing. We don't want any of that. But ability to fight is something that you take these guys for, and some of them are quite good at it. We're going to rank them off of that. How they synergize with their Legion. So how do their rules work very well with the Legion, or are they a little bit at odds with each other? We'll talk about related to how they support your army, support your faction. So not only are they a leader, but can they do extra things for you beyond that, whatever that may be. And then there can always be a sort of fourth category of a little bit of a wild card, depending on the other things that they do. Say like an instance of Erebus, because he can summon in demons, doesn't exactly fit those other ideas, but it's something there as well. We have an S down to D ranking. The way I kind of view it, S is 
yeah, this guy's exceptionally good. Your opponent better be okay with you taking it. A is quite good. You should make sure your opponent knows that you're taking them. B slash C, you're good. You're probably fine to take them. Not, you know, not going to be necessarily a detriment to you. B is probably not a detriment. C might be a little bit, but still a good fluffy choice. Going to have fun. And D is you're taking them because you like them. They're probably actually maybe even hurting your force a little bit in terms of what they do. All of that. Um, as always, just as we did the other one, the one requirement we're going to put down is we have to have at least two at each level. It's not fun if no one is in the low level, so someone's got to go down there. Doesn't mean they're absolutely terrible, but someone's got to be at the bottom because otherwise it's boring if no one is. Um, we're also going to be doing this in order just simply to make our lives easier. You'll also notice probably a reasonable amount of pauses. You'll notice them quickly in the thing because after we talk about one, we're going to pause to make sure we can review the next Primark to be comfortable with their rule set before we start trying to talk about them. All right. Um, anything else that you gentlemen think needs to be said? Nope. Okay. Let's um, do it. The other thing we probably don't have to really think much about is the points because they're all vaguely close. Obviously, I mean, other yeah. than like the Ascendant versions. But they're all in the fours, mid-fours-ish sort of level. That can be a, a final determining factor if someone wants it to be. But Force otherwise, it's not a big thing. Five, maybe. But that's about it. Yeah, but even then, like if you're mid-fours or around there up to five, you're about equal. In, in my view, in this sort of game. You're, you're close enough, at least. All right. Um, I guess I'll start since I play Dark Angels. Okay, Ooh. I don't hear anyone Shoot. clamoring yeah, sure. over yeah, no, you're the, good, yeah. the lion. So, okay. I own him. He's upstairs. I haven't worked on him yet, along with a whole bunch of other models. Um, so, for the lion, his big thing, when we think about some of his difference related to his stats, he is weapon skill 8. They're not all having that sort of weapon skill. Uh, his strength is a 7. They don't all have that. They tend to be more closer to 6s. He's got a bit better of initiative at 7 with 7 attacks. Otherwise, he's the standard sort of stat line. Um, four things he has. We'll go through his war gear in a moment to kind of discuss him. Um, he has adamantium will three up, so he's got some savers to some of those psychic powers that you have. He, of course, is a loyalist. Anyone who's a loyalist is going to be loyalist. Anyone who's a traitor is going to be traitor, so that needs need not be said, and they all have their own warlord traits. If they're in your army, they are your warlord. Um, that's essentially the sort of thing they have there. Keep in mind for the Dark Angels, the big thing with the Dark Angels is you have all these different um, Hecatonisticas. You have all these, or, or Hexagrammaton types as well. You have all these little divisions. You're kind of, you know, jack of all trades, master of none sort of thing. You can deviate yourself as you want. When we talk about him, if he's, say, your warlord, so if you're running this guy in your army, um, as long as you're a Dark Angel, which makes sense you would be, you gain Crusader. Uh, remind me, Crusader is the two dice on the overrun take the best? I think it's just a reroll and grab a book and yeah, it, oh, hold on. Reroll and two you. dice take the best. Oh, actually, no, they're talking a little bit different. But if you guys want to look that up real fast, just uh, to be sure. You roll an extra dice to make it assume in advance, discard the lowest. Yeah, yeah. So two oh, dice man, take the best right. when you sweep. Yeah. And if you can see him, plus one to your leadership. You get an extra reaction in your shooting phase, which. Overall, at least for when I play Dark Angels as slash the game in general, the shooting phase reaction is the best one. That's the one I want. I want to be able to shoot back more. I want to be able to shroud when you're going to hit me with last cannons. Um, so for things he gets, so he has the point of the blade. Um, when he declares a charge, instead of rolling, you can just choose to charge eight inches. You just get 
uh, an auto charge of that distance. Um, you ignore difficult and dangerous terrain when doing that. You don't get any bonuses due to movement speeds, but you get to go exactly eight. So very predictable charges. He is a more combat-oriented one, so that helps. Um, for his lines cholera, they FAQ'd this, didn't they? When he's four wounds or less, he gets an extra attack. When he's two wounds or less, he gets plus two attacks. I think they changed that, or they clarified it a little bit, if someone wants to check me on that. I was going to say, what what needs clarification? I'm just curious. I thought they changed something, but I could be wrong. I'm on work community right now. Yeah, keep yeah. Talking, I'll Take a look. But I'm just wondering if they if they changed it. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, like, I'm wondering if why they would need to clarify. Yeah. I guess it'd be um, he's got a two up armor save, four up invul, and he gets to reroll one of those per player turn. One of the failed invuls. Um, he actually has a shooting weapon, strength seven, AP three. It's assault two. It's a twin link blind and rending on a three up. Um, he gets the plus one to hit from Stormwing because he counts as all wings. His rules essentially. Um, he's whatever wing you want him to be at the time. That's essentially right, what so it is when he's in the, the group. The way they changed it, yeah. unless I'm, I don't know, if, uh, maybe it's the way they worry and people are crazy. Uh, when Lionel Johnson has four wounds or less, he gains plus one attack. When Lionel Johnson has two wounds or less, he gains an additional plus one attack. I, um, oh, because they said it was, that's why, they said incre- it increases it to plus two, so they said you get an additional one, because some people probably yeah. thought one plus another two to make it three. That's why. Uh, it, it's, it's what it okay, says. I, that's objectively wrong. I hate. Yeah, that. I was gonna. Say I that, agree. I hate that. That's necessary. Yes, I agree. But I, I knew they had done a clarification. Um, uh, another thing he has. Just, we'll, I'll talk about his weapons in a moment. Fearsome ruin. Um, when you take a casualty, um, from. Oh, sorry. That's what one of his weapons has. I'll get to that in a second. He also has stasis grenades. They're once per battle. You can hit someone with it. Um, they take an initiative test. Um, they lose minus one to the initiative when they fail, things like that. Um, for his weapons, you can take either a sword, that's his strength at AP1, has armor bane, has flesh bane, so you're getting everything on twos. It's master crass at instant death and two-handed. Or you can take a different weapon that's plus two to strength, but AP3 instead. It's breaching on a four, it's reaping blow, you get an extra some extra attacks, reaping blow two, it's master crafted. And that fearsome ruin means if you take casualties from this, you take a morale check and you have to roll, um, sorry, make a morale check during the assault phase. You must roll an extra D6 for that check. You keep the highest two, so more likely to run. So that's him in general. Um, he is a beat stick. So yeah. when you're thinking about fighting ability, he absolutely has that. That is his purpose. However, um, I think for me, if you're taking him, that's the reason that you're taking him. I don't think he mm. does that much for the army overall. I'm I mean, not... he does give them an eight-inch charge. Well, he gives a unit, his unit, he, he, an eight-inch eight charge. charge yeah. So yes, your one unit that you take him with. So your you know Deathwing champions or or something like that, some sort of champion style unit. Um, he does really good for them. He gives them predictability. Um, he gives them stasis, a once per game stasis grenade. He himself is a blender. So he buffs out that one spot, but he doesn't necessarily do that much army wide. That I think is is sort of the the big piece. Yeah. Um 
Like I'm said, gonna be it, controversial with my rating, but I'm I'm curious because you're you, okay. you explained them. I'm yeah, yeah, and, and and I have I, I'll be honest, I haven't put him on the field because I haven't yeah. put him together. He's a model I want to take a whole lot of of time with. Um, just looking at one thing real fast. Uh, but, but, but. I have yeah. an opinion, and it's funny. And I'm gonna wait to see what you say first. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I want to see what you say, and then I'm gonna give him a rating because I got my rating written down. Like I, I'm yeah. solid with my rating. Um, I think he's better with his sword rather than the one he took off of Russ when he punched him in the face. Um, I agree. Like, his warlord trait is nice. Plus one leadership is nice, but that's not an end-all be-all. Um, the other part of it, giving a crusade, is nice. It gives the army a certain type of buff, but when we compare it to some of these other guys, I don't think he buffs as much. I think he helps them quite a bit in terms of the unit you put him in. I think he is a big board presence because <laughs> this is a guy that will cause you problems. Um, however, when I think of the overall for the army, um, I don't think he does that much for the army overall. I think he helps the squad he's in. I think he helps everyone a bit. And I think he really tailors your list building. His warlord trait, if you're not taking things that want to get into combat, it's not helping you. Not really. Um, he himself, his unit is very scary. But you need more than one scary thing running across the board because otherwise every big gun I have will just train on it. And sooner or later, I'll be able to take it down or wound it enough. Primarchs in this edition are still very killable. They're tough, don't get me wrong, but they absolutely can be killed. So for my initial thought of rating, uh, Do you want me to give mine first? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. B. And I'm going to say solid. There's a reason why. I'll B for B beat stick. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same. Because, like, okay, he's not bad. B isn't bad. No. Right? He's a great beat stick. He will literally beat up anything. Un even, like, against Horus, he's going to. Like, if it was just Horus versus him, it's fine. But he gets pretty much anything that he's going to charge. He's going to wipe the floor with. Yeah, Ferris Manus right. is the only one he would struggle with. Because Ferris Manus can yes. get brutal. That's, and that's yes. the only reason why. It's because of the brutal. But... But he does literally nothing else with the army. Like we'll see the other Primarchs that you know can do other things or can buff other ways the, the army other ways. He just does literally. I mean, he gives them what plus one leadership. Oh, you know, whoop de do. Yeah. Um. I, so that's why I said he's he's a good. What's the uh, not standalone um, baseline? He's a good baseline Primarch to start with because he does one job. He does it well doesn't do anything else and that's why i'm saying b it's not bad b's not bad take him but he doesn't do anything for your army. like you could you could remove b to me is you can remove him from the army and put 400 points in and still do the same job yeah you wouldn't necessarily feel bad about it you you yeah, you'll exactly. take him because you like him and he will do good stuff for you but you could find things to replace him with and not exactly. be at a big detriment <clears throat> exactly. um Steve, that, that's you, what B is for me. Do you disagree with that, or were you thinking B for beat stick? Um, I was thinking B for beat stick. Yeah. So he's not... I'm not going to say... Okay. So you're not getting a uh, trick that's impossible to replicate with him, right? Like, he just does his job. He cuts things up. Like, when I think of something that, like, wow, that's kind of insane, that's insane value, I think of, like, not a primary, but Karn, right? Because Karn says you don't get to react to his charge. 
that's an insane thing that breaks the standard pacing of the game. That's S-tier material. He doesn't have a rule like that. Like, Sasis grenades are great, but they're not, like, you know, game-bending. They're just beneficial. So he's a B. He, he doesn't stand out yeah. in any exceptional way. Although I will argue the Wolf Blade might be the better pick. Really? Yes. Because he'll be at swinging at strength 9, so he's instant deathing anything that's not a custodian anyway. Yeah, true. And reaping blow means he's going to get more swings in. If he's in anything... If he's hitting anything that's below it, it's preaching on a 4. If he's swinging on anything that's less than a Terminator, it's paced. And that Reaping Blow 2 is really easy to get when you have a Primark space. Those things are... Counterpoint? Instant death works against Contemptors. That was my thought. That's yeah. why I like the wounds. Yeah, so if, in case you get charged by Contemptors... Contemptor, uh, that wounds on a 4. Rerolling, but it still wounds on a 4. It's Armor Bane and Flesh Bane. Yeah. So it's, re-roll, so it's wounding on a 2, re-rolling successes, and re-rolling failures... Yep. I hate that. Which means to me, just don't reroll. <laughs> yeah, just don't reroll. Yeah. My die roll will always that. be my second die roll. I hate that rules interaction. <laughs> yeah. So much. Honestly, yeah, it's just, um, uh, yeah, he, I, I, the only reason I don't say the wolf blade is only because contemptors and Leviathans exist. That's yeah. the only reason. I agree. Um, the other That's thing fair. is, are, are some of the characters here can kind of do for cheaper some of those things, like, you know, uh, Saradas. You don't get invul saves, or sorry, they're, they're worse by one and stuff like that. There, there's, there's other characters who can do kind of cool things as well. So I think, I think B fits. You will never be sad if he is in your list, unlike some of these other ones. But if you don't have him, <laughs> you're not detrimented. All right, that does the first legion. All right, we are on, we are on to Fulgrim, and Dan <laughs> is taking Fulgrim. Sorry if I clear my throat. I'm going to try to mute myself every time I do. But uh, so Fulgrim. Honestly, very similar stats to Lion, and he's still got the weapon skill eight. He's lower strength, I believe. Yes. Uh, it's his initiative is way better. higher the initiative. Big thing. Yeah, initiative eight, which I think is the high. Yes. No one gets higher than that. Marks, uh, which is funny because he's actually oh, initiative who, who's, high. Who's better? who's better? Wasn't there a competition between Fulgrim and I think it was the Khan who was fastest? They It's related to who charges, yeah. Yeah, someone was up there when it came to the charges. Yeah, charges right, versus so, challenge. I think was the coin flip. Yes. Yeah. I'll go over the war gear later because that's all part of the special rules. But yeah. special rules, he does have bulky six like every primarch uh, or almost every primarch. No, Sun strike no, one. No, no. he's uh, extra bulky. Yeah, he's bigger. Extra bulk- yeah. uh, by the way, demon Fulgrim. Uh, I think demon Fulgrim's not bulky. I think they forgot that. I'm trying to remember if there was a funny joke with that. But uh, he ain't going to transport one. anyway. Yeah, seven strike one. So he does go to initiative. <laughs> charge <laughs> something i don't even know what he's striking at that point crusader tactical excellence which we'll talk about later sublime swordsman all that stuff so um so let's squad is a warlord trait let's see if he buffs anything or if he buffs himself so warlord trait basically anyone that can draw lines of sight to him can use his leadership characteristic of 10 which is actually better than i think plus one leadership yes in general it you, know, is. you can go to leadership 11 but not you don't have much 10, 10 so. though exactly space marines so, so 10 is very very rare and then also, if he's on the battlefield, you get plus one to wound when you calculate uh, who won the combat. Eh, okay, nice. Uh, and you get an extra reaction in the... Uh, oh, sorry. The first reaction. Yeah. Here, the first reaction made in each game turn uh, does not use up that control player's reaction allotment. So if you don't use a movement... For his use. For him. 
It's on his unit. For him on his unit. Yes. His unit. Right. Still good. Still good. Um, all right. So let's talk about his uh, special rules and stuff. The Guild of Panoplies is armor. I like it a lot. It's two up, three up in, in melee or two up, four up for literally anything else. Um, so he wants to be in melee because two up, three up is insanity. Um, Sublime Swordsman. So if he's in a challenge... He gains. I remember this one. He gains the number of attacks additional equal to the amount which his initiative characteristic is greater than his opponent. So, for example, if he's fighting a model with initiative characteristic five, and he's got initiative eight, this grants him three extra attacks. Yeah. Stupid question. Initiative characteristic. I can't remember if we argued. I said this or not. If he charges, does that become initiative nine, and so he gets essentially an extra attack? I think so. Right? No, because charging gives. Let's you swing at one higher initiative value according to the No, sudden board. strike, sudden strike. He's got sudden, sudden strike. strike. So I, I always forgot. I, I can't remember if we remembered. I don't even know if we talked about this. Because it says initiative characteristic. And I can't remember if that was just the unmodified initiative characteristic or if it goes up by plus one. Does that mean he's now nine and therefore you get like an extra attack out of it? Doesn't matter. He gets attacked for how high his initiative is. Uh, tactical excellence. So once per battle, um, you may declare the use of this rule. Basically, for the duration of that phase, any enemy units that attempt to declare a reaction against uh, a move, shooting attack, or charge made by Fulgrim or the unit joins must first pass a leadership test. They can use the highest, obviously, unless the unit is making the reaction includes at least one model with the primary unit type, in which case you may declare reactions as normal. So they have to pass a leadership to once per phase to react against them, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um then he's got two weapons he can choose from, the Blade of Lair or the Fire Blade. The Blade of Lair was the one we were kind of unimpressed with. It was Strength User, so Strength 6, AP 2, Duelist's Edge, which I believe is another weapon skill or another initiative? Initiative. 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 Duelist's Edge is another initiative? Oh, he, he's oh, always in challenge. Yeah, in challenge. Yeah, so he's going, no, but it also, that's the, then it begs the question, does that mean also he gets an extra attack? Because of the um, sublime swordsman, but whatever. I don't Flesh believe Bane, it changes the characteristic. That's the thing. I don't think it does, but it doesn't say unmodified characteristic, which annoys me. Eh, whatever. Um, it's flesh paints. So you're always wounded on twos, master crafted, specialist weapon. It it it, it cuts through people. Uh, fire blade, though, I think I think you liked more because it was plus one strength AP two, so strength seven. Um, so you're still probably wounding on twos, unless it's a uh, what contemptor. Uh, yep. Murder Strike 5 up, still Mastercrafted. I think we still like the Fireblade more. And he's got a pistol, who cares? 15, Strength 684, Pistol 2, Deflagrate, Shred, Mastercrafted. All right. um, so his big thing, like, very much like the Lion, it seems like he does something very well, and that's get into combat and blend. Um, which isn't true for all of them, but it's funny that we had two back-to-back. Um, <laughs> I do like the fact that he does give everyone leadership 10 line of sight i think that's a better than the line in my opinion yes i do like the fact that he gets as more attacks essentially based on higher initiative because very rare things are initiative five um well no it's in a challenge so lies most things are initiative five in a challenge um so yeah if I and, and again the the once per phase not being able to declare a reaction, I remember that was we love it. We loved it in Karn, yeah. and I think the once per phase not being able to react against this dude is amazing. You know, you you want to do the oh, now I got to read something real quick. Do Emperor's children get affected by being uh, uh, hold the line? 
hold on, give me one second. Just scrolling up real quick. Scrolling yeah, affected up. By they the still line. get they still get their bonus initiative even if you hold the line again. Yeah, that's what you even mean. Even if yes, they're disordered, because they it. whether or not it's disordered. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Okay, I just wanted to check. Okay, so I was I was just checking just in case. Um, where would I put him? He's either going to be, oh, poor lion. He's either going to be very high B or very low A for me. So you think he's better? Yes. He's not as insanely killy in melee as the lion. He's slightly more survivable because he's got a two up three up, which is hilarious. Um, actually, I wouldn't even argue that he's not against contemptors. He's not killing, but against just normal dudes, I think he's just killing. Yes, well, although Primark should hopefully kill regular people. Yeah, um, I'd say he's better than the lion. Where he's going to be placed is going to be hard for me. He's either going to be low A or exceptionally high B. And honestly, for the leadership ten, that's what it's going to be. Leadership ten on an entire army who could see him, which is going to be most people, um, is insane. You know, it's, it, um, they get it for their morale and pinning tests is what they would get it yeah. for. Um, Steve, what are you thinking? Do you liken this guy more? So, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's such a you question. You don't sound like, like you even believe it. Yeah, it's... it's, uh, it's he. I mean, he's better. I just don't know if it bumps him up a letter or not. Because the reaction thing is exceptionally strong, but he's not hitting things quite as hard. No. And it's almost a good trade-off, except the unit he's with is also getting benefited by the reaction thing. But then it's just the leadership check on it. Oh, and the fun. thing is, because you're gonna be, it's gonna be leadership. Probably you're charging something that's gonna be leadership ten or nine anyway. I'm also Primarchs naturally cause fear. Primarchs naturally, uh, don't naturally cause fear, do they? No. No, right? Okay. I'll say high B. I, I'll, I'll, I'll solidify it. I'll say high B. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put him in A, at least not for the moment. And maybe when we see some more, we'll adjust some people. Because that always happens. When we see more, we people yeah. get adjusted around. We readjust. But the reason I wouldn't necessarily put him higher than that, at least for the moment, is I don't think he's as fighting. I So I do think what he does for the army is a bit stronger. Like I said, leadership 10 for morale purposes is great for everyone. Um, him getting the extra action is nice, but it is him. And I do think he can fight very well. He fights most people first and will defeat a lot of things he wants. But he's not necessarily fighting things quite as hard. He will win that fight because he swings before you against a tough opponent, not because he's necessarily better than them. Like, stats-wise, it's pretty good. But Murder Strike on a 5-up, when you're talking talk about one of these guys was AB2, all good. So I would put him at B... I would hazard he could go to A, but I want to see a little bit more, and we want to see where some of these other people fall. So I, I'm I'm okay with B for the moment, if you guys are. All right. I'll take that as a yes. Yeah. All right. You don't sound happy about that choice at all. It's just, I don't know what to do with this guy. Well, Besides, you know, smash, besides smash his face into a toy clockwork warhound i don't know what to do about this guy <laughs> we always reserve of course the right to be able to shift them around like i said when we oh, see absolutely. a few more people absolutely. we might but honestly that's why i said it. it's high b for me i don't think it's a i'll retract that but definitely better than lion i mean someone's definitely be. better than lion all right 
All right, and we are now on to the next Legion. We're on to the fourth here, and that is for Steve to tell us why Perturabo is the favorite son. Um, favorite's not the right word, but he's definitely the one who should have been the favorite son. So first of all, he's a master of the Iron Warriors. Second, he's the Lord of Iron. He's the breaker. He is the hammer of Olympia. He is the guy who solos Demon Primarchs before it was cool. Um, so Perturabo... Same, uh, you know, same basic idea for Salian, except he's better at the shooting thing. He's actually Blissic Skill 7, so he wraps around the chart, and he's re-rolling on 5s or anything he misses with. So, uh, really good shooting, which is weird, because his weapon's twin-linked. Um, he's a little slower than the others at only movement 7. That's good at the melee combat with a moderate weapon skill of 7. And he's definitely the slowest Primark we've seen so far, only issue five. But he uh, he doesn't pull his punches. Um, where were we? He has a weapon choice, which actually does cost points. The first time we've had a swap that costs points. Yeah, he may just pick up Forge Breaker Desecrated, which is um, Ferris Manus's hammer gifted to him after Fulgrim lifted. Uh, Ferris of his head. His Warlord trait is going to give all of the Iron Warriors half of their trait back from last edition, or sort of. They're going to roll an extra die for morale and pinning checks and discard the highest result before checking the result. And you get an extra shooting phase reaction because, of course, it would be a shooting phase reaction. And and that sire Um, is um, when they're caused by shooting attacks, so that morale and pinning is not all the time. True. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not all the time. It's not as good as immunity that we had in uh, 1.0, but it's still a pretty solid buff. Not bad. Because um, if we're in close combat, then we didn't shell you hard enough. <laughs> um, so for his armor, he gets a 2-up armor and a 3-up invul, and you ignore all effects of night fighting, which is not the same as having um, night vision. Yeah. Just to make that clear. Because night vision takes away shrouded saves, Ignoring the effects of night fighting does not ignore shrouded. Mm-hmm. And then when he intercepts, he does it for free because he basically has all that equipment built into his armor. He gets to punch things really good. He gets plus one strength, AP two on his melee attacks because he has big, big, meaty hands. And built into his suit is also a ranged attack which is basically a little mini um, autocannon array. Range 30, strength 6, AP 3, assault 6, twin-linked, shred, pinning, and shell shock. He definitely uh, leans into the Legion philosophy of big guns. And finally, if he picks up his Fallen Brother's hammer, he will be swinging with strength 12, AP 1 in melee, but unfortunately he will be swinging at initiative 1 because it is unwieldy. Although being Mastercrafted, Extra Shock 3-Up, and Brutal 2, it will dish out quite a bit of damage. And since you don't give up your Logos Array this edition, you can always choose to punch someone in the face instead of using the hammer as tactical needs dictate. Keep in mind, he's Battlesmith 2 of Fire and Protocols 2, so he's also repairing your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. He is fixing stuff. He could join any... um, Mechanicum robot unit because he has Master I was going to say Master of Automata. Yep. Yep. Um, he has a Cortex controller, so he can control the robots too if 
you know, you're running a uh, robot heavy army. And he has a few special units he gets that are attached to him. Um, he has his personal storm, uh, storm sword, the tormentor. He has two different special bodyguard units, either the dominators or the um, iron circle automata. So he definitely brings various toys to the table. And if you bring the special units that are associated with him, they gain special rules. So his bodyguards get uh, Philippine six up. And if it's the the little Terminator guys, and if it's the big robots, they get field of pain five up. Yeah. So it becomes a very very durable little block you've got going on there. He shoots. He punches. He doesn't do the, the logistical thing he used to do. So... I mean, listen, hmm. he still ignores all the effects of night fighting, right? Or if they make an interceptor reaction, it doesn't count towards the reaction a lot. This was a free interceptor. So, I mean, you stick him with a unit of um, missile launcher dudes. Um, oh, crap. Who are your missile Siege launcher tyrants. dudes called? Siege tyrants. That's a, that's a scary scary thing that all of a sudden they can do a react they can intercept without using the intercept allotment you know yep um i'm 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 surprised steve doesn't immediately put this guy above the other two because for what he does i do he is but not not for the reasons you two might be thinking of it has to do with the primark special rule okay primarks allocate all their melee and shooting attacks yes they do which means this guy from 30 inches across the board is picking out those models with three up saves in a unit that he doesn't want you to have. So he goes pop, Very pop, true. pop. He's, you know, he's got six dice hitting on two, so he's going to hit. Strength six. He's probably wounding on twos. It's pinning. So what he's going to do is he's going to go. He's going to take out your units, Vexilla. They're Nunciovox. They're Apothecaries if you didn't take the um, Artificer armor on them. And then he's going to dump the saves on the sergeant. He's going to pin your unit, which then enables everything else in his army to take that unit apart. Yep. And he will be in something that's exceptionally durable, such as a Terminator squad that kind of dropped the ball and failed him, or in a robot squad. So the unit initiative will be Toughness 7, which is something the other Primarchs don't get to say. Yeah. So your return fire will be a lot less effective than it would be against other Primarchs with their retinues. This guy can walk across the table and punch you in the face where others would be sitting in a Spartan. Or if he's in a Spartan, you take a wound off, that's fine. He'll fix it on a two-up. <laughs> so, yes, he yeah. is a lister material. I'm not yep, going to say he's, he's S-tier. He does not break the game, but he is definitely um, something that adds value to your and, and, list. And one of the thoughts we have to have at some point, S might not necessarily be breaking the game even. No, it could actually, just be they're super good because I think he might actually go there. Allow me to make S. Allow me to make S-tier argumentation here. Okay. Please take the floor. So I didn't even think about the 30-inch pop, pop, pop nonsense. That's really good. <laughs> so let's putting that aside, I didn't think about that. Because he's literally, he's a sniper, essentially. Yeah. Putting that aside, well, also, side fact, why does he have five protocols too? Am I stupid? Okay, so the, I, they got the rid of it in an FAQ. They yeah. got rid of it. So okay. lore-wise, it's two arms shooting. And rules-wise, they made it twin-linked. Got it's probably a holdover from an earlier revision where Got he it. would have okay. two separate arms. Got it. I was losing my mind over here. All right, so um, 
So ignoring the 30-inch thing, not ignoring it, but putting that aside, his his Forge Breaker, first of all, you take because it oh, gives yeah. you options and it's 35 points. Forge Breaker is absolutely insane. You are basically instant deathing anything in the game. And if you're going against contemptors, sure you're not instant deathing them, but it's brutal too. Um and it and even if it's Imperial Knights, let's say you're going he's right now, so far, the only Primarch with strength twelve. So even if he's going against Imperial Knights, he's automatically he's going penetrating golfing. them. He's, oh no, yeah. he's not automatically. On a one, he glances. He's automatically, he's almost automatically penetrating them. And then with Exoshock 3 up, he's penning them again. So he's basically one-shotting knights off the board. There's a before reason they this swing. Uh, display bases a knight. Yes, before they swing, I want to point out. So here is your first Primarch that can handedly deal with a knight charging well. in. Or wouldn't be before they swing because he yes, would be, he would be on oh, initiative unwieldy. one. That's right, he's initiative. Remember process. when Ferris Manus has it, it's not initiative one. It's not With initiative. Him, it is. Him. Yeah. So okay. So the knight is still swinging, but he will one shot the knight off the board. Very yeah. red. Very very quick math. He's got what six attacks of weapons. So he's hitting on threes with six attacks. Let's say the knight charges him. Make it easy. Six attacks. You get four hits. Yep. Right. You get essentially four penetrations. It's like 3.7 something. I want to say four penetrations. Um, and then on a three up, you get more penetrations. So that's another two, let's say. Yeah, average probably Ish. about. But here's the fun yeah. part. Here's the, you still have to roll the AP. So on a, five, on a five or six, it's an extra D3 penetrations. Or yeah. an extra D3 hull points. So you're doing six hull points. So six and then D3, two of those are going to do another additional D3. That's legitimate insanity that's literally six plus two d3 on st- average six d3? plus two d3 no two d3 because it's i thought four. No, no i thought i thought it was just a flat plus one hit on a three up no well the exoshock does a pen and you still roll on the table oh so he, 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 you mean yeah. all points. Yeah. Result. yes yeah, yeah he's, he's putting both together I'm putting the both of them together I exactly. Wasn't thinking in terms of so super six, heavy damage. That's six okay, hull points it. with the exoshock, and out of those six, that's enough. That's possible. Five, two out of the two out of the six are are D three. So that's six plus two D three hull points. That is literal insanity. Yeah. Um, and then he's got a two up three up, which is the best save in the game. Um, so uh, two up, two counterpoint. Up. Counterpoint. Okay. Yeah. Imperial knights suck. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but but it is still but, a thing. Yeah, but it is still it, a thing. No, 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 no. That that's just me digging at my fellow Iron Warriors yeah. player Knight, who yeah. loves Imperial Knights that's a little yeah. too. Much. Knight charges Fulgrim squad. That knight's going to carve through the knights and then uh, terminators and then stomp on said terminators. Because remember, remember, they still get the stomps at AP two, um, strength eight. So oh, they're gonna death I two. know. Yeah, yeah. I, so I this guy just goes, "Oh, plenty. you killed my terminator." Pfft, knocks him. So that's my only argument for S tier, that he basically not only shoots better, better than all the other ones we got so far, he melees better than all the other ones we got so far, and he gives the react he does this buffing where they don't get the interceptor allotment, right? He's two up, three up, and he can repair on a two up. I could tell you the one thing holding this guy back. As of the FAQs, retinues count as your Lord of War points. Yeah. Oh, that's right. If I... they didn't, he would be off that's the fucking charts. Yeah. I actually forgot about that. Because um, his bodyguards are insane. Like yeah. dominators are just dominators are solid. They're not insane. They're solid. 
but the iron circle with yeah. him is Would be just an unruly. But ignoring retinues, because that's way to count. He's fixing them on a camera. <clears throat> oh, that's true. He is fixing the dot. Yes. But ignoring retinues, because we ignored retinues for the other ones, I think he's S tier. I'd give him S. Now, I don't I don't think you have to ignore retinues because the other ones, the yeah. retinues are don't get me wrong, they're good models, but they're marines. Yes. His retinue is kind of a very different thing, so I do think it needs yes, to be retinues. considered separately. That if you want to add, yeah, because he repairs them on tour. seven and he heals it. Toughness seven. And he heals them. If it's taken as a retinue, they're feel no pain five up. Feel no pain five up on toughness seven is insane. And a three up, yeah. four up, and three up save and a four up and vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. No, I, so I, I'll he, it. I'd say yes to you. I, I, I'd I put him up there I'd as argue. well because to me, he both does a good bit in combat. There's some ways he outclasses the other in combat, and some ways he doesn't because he doesn't outclass them in every way. But he does a lot for the army. He has very good options of who he goes with. He, he gets a lot of things. He checks a lot of those boxes that the other two haven't fully checked yet. I feel, you know, this guy coming out of your army, you are going to feel a loss. Yes. You know, you're going to have to put in like 600 points to make up for what he feels like he does for you. And he's also, not to get so much into points, but points-wise, he's a bit cheaper. So taking his upgrade puts him on par with most of the other Primarchs. So it's not like you're so much more expensive for taking the weapon. You're about the same cost taking the weapon. So for the moment, at least, I think absolutely yes. This guy's really, really good for what he does for them. All right. All right. We are back then. We are now onto the Fifth Legion, return to the White Scars, which keep in mind for the White Scars, everything they have to do is the fact that they just move faster, move better, they faster than you. So that's all the rules. Working at Jadatai Khan. So for Khan, um, he has two different types of profiles here. The big thing is he can get on a jet bike. He isn't modeled with one. You can't find a model of him with one, but <laughs> he can get on a jet bike. He is the fastest on feet, on foot, because um, he's nine inch move that way, or eighteen of his on his jet bike, and it does mention that the white scars bonus of plus one of the moves are included in this. Um, he's a lot of sixes with his seven weapons skill. He gets an extra wound when he gets on that jet bike. He is initiative eight, so he starts as good as Fulgrim, but Fulgrim has tons of ways to get higher in general. Um, he's on his six attacks and all of that. Um, so for things that he gets, he has hit and run. He has Crusader which we talked about with those stuns. He has his Pathfinder. He gets moved through cover. And for 25 points, you can put him on his Void Bike. Um, we'll talk about what that does for him in a moment. So if he is your Warlord, so if he's in your army, he's your Warlord. But if he's your Warlord, um, all infantry and cavalry that are White Scars in his army, including himself, get Furious Charge 1 when they move. So you have to have moved that turn, but if you did, you get Furious Charge 1. So you'll get to be able to go a little bit faster. And you get an extra movement phase reaction. That's not surprising. Not as happy with that uh, one, but not surprising. Furious and they're special. Charge is plus one strength. Oh, sorry, Furious plus one strength. Plus My one apologies. Strength. Yeah, plus one strength. Have Thank you been you. playing like 4th and 5th edition lately? No, I've all kinds of stuff. Because it hasn't been initiative in a very long time. Yeah. I was thinking of the other one. We just went through the other ones that were, but hey, that's even better. That's fair. Extra strength is good. <clears throat> Yeah, th too many special rules. It's it's <laughs> I, I, it, it takes a bit to get all these because I, I don't have special rules like that. My armies don't get those. Um, for his saves, he's got a two up armor, four up invul in shooting phase, and a three up invul during movement and assault phase. So not when in close combat in the assault phase. So even when they're charging in, 
he gets that three up. Um, Lightning from blue skies, this just means that if you hold him in reserves, he comes in when you feel like it. And if you do it as a flanking assault, the flanking assault comes in when you feel like it. Doesn't work for the other ones. He can't do a deep strike assault with this or drop pot assault or subterranean with these special rules. Um, Storm's voice. So this is his shooting weapon, strength six, AP four. It's a two shot pistol. Ren's on a five. Deflagrate, concussive one, mastercrafted. No, th that's not a term I mean, factor. Oh, it, it's okay. It's not great, but it's no, okay. It's fine, but like that, you're not worried about if this guy shoots. You know, like there's times you won't shoot it because you don't want the reaction back into you. Um, his white tiger Dao, it's plus one strength, which if he charges, he has extra strength as well. Anyway, AP two. Duelist Edge 1, so yeah, there he's hitting faster. He has Furious Charge 2 on it. Murder Strike 5 up, and it's Mastercrafted. So a decent weapon, not amazing. When we're, talk when we're talking about Primarchs, a good weapon, but not absolutely insane. And if you put him on a bike, then he gets two Mastercrafted Heavy Bolters. He gets Hammer Wrath 2, Firing Protocols 3. He gets the Anti-Grav subtype. Um, he falls back 3d6 instead of 2d6 because he's on a bike. And when he's on this um, Shijutsu pattern void bike, he may join units that are cavalry, despite the usual restrictions. And any rules that target the cav unit are considered to affect him as well. So he's not cavalry type, but he may join cavalry and pretends like he's cavalry in every way. Um, I'm rather ho-hum on him. And maybe that's because he doesn't fit the type of playstyles that I enjoy. He is... Okay, so when we look at things that he does. In combat-wise, all prim... no Primark is awful in combat. Not even the ones that are not good in combat are not <laughs> Logar awful. Would like... <laughs> but, Logar but would like... But overall, he's Logar not as bad. Yes. And the big thing is like, you know... Okay, when you're going against Primark v. Primark, but that's a different story. I'm not so worried about Primark v. Primark with this. Yeah, this guy ain't going to win versus that, versus the ones we've talked about so far, realistically. And that's okay. Um, I think he fights okay. I'm not thrilled with some of the things he has. I think he's a lot better in terms of those hit-and-run tactics, which fit White Scars very perfectly. Um, the fact he has, like, you know, hit-and-run or Crusader, all of that, I think it fits with that very well. I do like the option he can go onto a bike. So this is the first Primark that can join a different style of unit. We, we know Perturabo can, you know, join some big mech type boys. But you can greatly change his style and essentially join fast-moving cav instead of slower-moving infantry. Um, his Warlord trait, I think, is nice for the army. This is an army that probably does want to be charging, has a lot of options to charge. But then you're going to be making sure that you do with getting that Furious Charge. You did have to move. Okay, that's fine. Good, not amazing. Um, being able to put your reserves in when you want, that's a great strength for this army because it's an army that might be using those reserves. It's an army that wants to be, say, flanking, and you can just bring the whole flanking force in on whatever turn you feel like, so you can delay them a little bit if you need to. Um, his shooting attack, who cares? I... Okay, what's going to happen sooner or later is different people got to fill in these spots. Not everyone can sit in one spot. And currently, I'm having a hard time. I don't believe he's any better than B for what he does. No, let's say B. I'm, I'm sitting with B as well. I'm not going to give him C. 
because the only reason this is, and I think you glossed over his warlord trait, and this is the only reason I'm actually giving him B. One, furious charge to everyone is furious charge to everyone. That's plus one strength across the board when you charge. Yeah. And just like you said, White Scars want to charge, and they pretty much can charge whatever the hell they want. Um, between their advanced reaction, which if you're, is really annoying to play against, right? Yeah. And he also gives them an extra movement phase reaction. So they're literally moving when they want, how they want. When they charge, that plus one strength across the board means that most of your army is striking at strength five. With chain swords, right? Rerolling. So that's threes rerolling versus, let's say, someone else who's doing fours rerolling. So that, Fu- that furious charge. Favor. Furious charge says when you charge, right? Yes, it is when you charge. Okay, just making sure. No, it is when you charge. So you know they're armed with chain swords. So you know that that threes rerolling is nothing to sniff at. So furious charge, in my opinion, is not bad. Um, he's going to kill in melee, so we're that. But the other thing he does too is that two movement phase reactions. So. Technically, because I'm not sure your advanced reaction doesn't count as a, uh, it, as a it, reaction. No, it's a type of, yes. It does for the phase. It's a reaction of the phase. And their reaction, reaction is a movement phase reaction. Yes. All right, I'll so, point out real quick. Talk about reactions. In Zone Mortalis, movement phase is when you do the shooting. Yes. And Zone Mortalis okay, so, is all backwards. Yes. And then Zone I mean, that's really good in Zone Mortalis. But the point is, I like, he plays his army very well which is why I want to give him the B. His warlord trait makes his army, the, you know, you, I mean, it's the most expensive army because you want all bikes, right? Yep. But if you have all bikes and you take them, it buffs the army by giving them furious charge and giving them that extra movement phase reaction uh, on the normal. Um, and, then, and then he does kill. I mean, remember, he's furious charge two, right? Does that, yeah. no, it doesn't, it doesn't stack. So he's no. furious charge two and it's what, plus one? So it's technically plus three. So he's hitting at strength nine on the charge with yeah. um, AP two you know, yeah. and, and initiative nine. So. Well, the duelist edge, if he's in, if he's in a challenge, he may not be in challenge, a challenge. He's challenge, he's challenge. Um, so yeah, no, I, I would say a B. I'd give him a B. Is he better than the lion? No. No. Is he worse than the lion? Yeah. But he does like he he does. Buff, so, you know, it's not that he's useless. Yeah. Right, go ahead, Steve. With the hit and run, though, he is getting the most value out of his charging bonuses. Yes, he at least he has the option to. Yeah, yeah. Hit and run is a huge deal here because it stops him from getting tied down in those fights he doesn't want to be in. That's true because there's fights he doesn't want. He doesn't want to go against contemptors necessarily. He doesn't want to go against or leviathans. Um, or maybe he might not even want to go and get certain other Primarchs. So the ability to kind of ditch if it's not going your way is very useful. Let me just check. Um, Legion, the Legion trait doesn't give that, right? No, not naturally. Run, no. It's the bike okay. that gives and it. It's the unit. Yeah, does it and run confer to you? This is the follow-up question. Ooh, that's um, a good question. I don't know. Don't guess. I, don't I, want, I want to say it doesn't. But I shall check because I don't like giving bad advice on the internet. Because you no. give it once, and then everyone's like, "Oh yeah, this one guy on this podcast said that I could hit and run," and they're going to cite me, and then I'm going to lose all credibility on the street. No one will ever ask me again. On the okay, hit and run I, does confer. Does confer. Okay, Ooh, good. A unit that contains at least one model with this rule without combat and can choose to leave at the end of any assault phase. 
All right, good. So good you charge into something meaty, sit it through their turn, bounce in your own turn. So when you stick them with a unit of cataphracti, that's hilarious. Yeah. Although he's not getting nearly as far. You're giving up speed. No, very true. But hit and run cataphract. Or uh, let's see. Assault Marines. And, uh, point is, it can be useful. Yeah. No, I mean, if you're taking him, you have Keshik and stuff like that. That's probably where you're looking. Um, I'm fine at B, at least for now. Again, we might shift some people because people yeah. got to fill in these spots. But I'm okay overall with B. I'm a little more lackluster on him. But I do kind of think part of that is because I'm not as into the style of what they do. But I do how, see how he can be very useful for what they want to do. So I'm fine with B. I could see him shifting a little bit either way. But it's a good starting point at least. All right. We are moving away from the White Scars. We're moving to Wolves in Space. Tell us about Lehman Russ. The, the Space Wolf himself, Lehman Russ. So again, uh, still weapon skill 8, uh, which is high for the Primarchs. Mm-hmm. Um see here toughness is a little uh still, His strength is better seven or strength is seven strength sorry seven. Wow, yeah. strength seven is a little better initiative seven so he's a little tiny bit slower seven attacks though so he's got high attacks mm-hmm. okay so he's got a little bit of, lower. um he has skirmish which is nice that's plus one uh cover save right there um and three inch coherency um for special rules he's uh howl of the death wolf which we'll talk about later Counterattack too. So if he gets charged, which is very funny, if he charges, it's plus one attack. But if you get charged, it's nine attacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about his Warlord trait. Warlord trait's very interesting. Basically, all the space wolves get plus one strength for the duration of turn in which the unit successfully charges, and they make an additional um, reaction to the opposing the player's assault phase, essentially. So this is a better weapon. So automatic, that's already a better COD. It's not Fury's Charge, it's just... No, wait, actually, wait, it's the same thing. Plus one strength on the unit with a six But charge. it will stack. Yeah, it would oh, stack it if had you had Fury's Charge. If, if you had there it, it is. Yes. I was, my head broke for a second. I was like, wait, yeah, is that That's right, the reason so why, that's, because they can get they some of their units plus have one that. Charge. So that's already better. Um, howl of the Delta Wolf. So this only happens once per battle. Basically, you have you Howl. And for the duration of that player turn only, pardon me, all friendly models basically gain a bonus of plus one to their movement characteristic, and any enemy units that include one or more models with the Space Wolf rule must take an... I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Any enemy units that uh, have the uh, one or more um, Space Wolf rule take an immediate pinning check. Basically, if he's facing, um, whatchamacallits... uh, Deserters and traitors. Deserters, they get scared. Yeah. Plus one movement is massive. Keep in mind, these because guys that, run in charge. Not only, but just not only that. Now your space marines, who were moving seven, are moving eight, meaning they get plus one to charge now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a big, big shift in the uh, in the can I charge. So that in it in and of itself is already making me very happy. Just for even normal marines, getting pl- it basically means they get plus one to charge. It's for the whole player turn, right? Oh, yeah, so you do it at the yeah. beginning, and they move eight, and now they still have plus one to charge. Yeah, that's Yeah, amazing. it's not the phase. It's the turn. Well, that's great. That's a, that's absolutely amazing. Even though there's a war trade. 
Uh, he's got a two-up, four-up invulnerable, which, again, gets increased to three-up against Flame Melton Plasma. So in case someone hits you with Plasma or Melton, maybe you tank on him a little bit. But the big thing with him, and this is also pretty big, is that any enemy models of base contact with Lehman Rust suffer a minus one to hit him in Assault. So to a maximum of six-up, I determine which Lehman Rust makes a successful charge. So if he charges and you're trying to hit him, it's minus one to hit. So most likely you're hitting this dude on sixes, which is... Ugh. Um, he's got the Sword of Bale Knight. Wait, was he able to... Did I skip that? Oh, no, he's got he both. Has, he, has, okay. he has both weapons, yes. Got, got it, okay. Anytime there's two weapons, I'm always like, oh, crap, did I skip? No, uh, no, sword of Bale Knight. So he's got to so see. He can swing with a sword. So sword is plus one strength, AP two, murder strike four up, brutal two, fearsome ruin, which I believe is the same as the other one. Where That's the same one, yeah. And master crafted. So he's swinging at, God, strength eight, brutal two, initiative... Seven, uh, murder strike four up. I, I, yeah. oh, I guess in case you want to kill something real good, that's already disgustingly out. Um, but just in case, let's say you want to go even higher, you have the axe of Hellwinter, which is plus two strength. So now you're striking at strength nine, AP two, sunder, reaping blow, master crafted. Not entirely sure why you would swing the axe. Maybe the Sunder Effect Dreadnoughts, it doesn't. Um, the Brutal would be it, better uh, versus it that. It, yep. Sunder it's, would be better versus vehicles. just for tanks. Yeah, so it's yeah. tank-based. For tanks. killing tanks, right. and for, I guess for killing militia. Yeah, in case Reap... No, it's still, I guess Reaping Blow, you get one extra attack. He's also got a sh uh, pistol. It's AP3, 12 inches, so there's your kind of shoot people. It is running six up, eh. so it's Assault 3, so he can run and shoot it, which is great. Um... Honestly, this guy's solid A for me. I'm not going to argue S. Oh, you know what? Nah. Mm. Well, I put mm. him in A for the moment. I'm going to put him in A, but I'm probably going to talk myself up to S, and there's two reasons why. But I'm going to work my way bottom to top this time. Bottom to top. So he's got a good pistol. It actually is shootable. Not that you really... Sh it is assault, so in case you want to run and charge with this unit, you can. He's got an axe for anti-tank-ish. So let's say he faces an Imperial Knight. No, no he's... Um, which is good no, with just, tank. Just, Don't put him at a knight. No, no, no. Against no, a no, tank, Sunder on a... On a, a that strength about, is good. A, about a, tank. A, a knight for me is like the scary thing. That's why. Okay. So, but thir so knight's 13 anyway, Dave. So it's honestly like there's your average tank, like 12 yeah. to 13. So he's looking so for threes. Nine, well, remember, because he also has his warlord trait. Oh, that's right. So he is looking for threes re-rolling. Yes. Mm, okay. Okay. So he is pretty good at anti-tank. Um, he's got an amazing sword for just killing anything else that's infantry. Two up, four up, but that minus one to hit him in combat is beautiful. But the big reason why I'm... He's at top of A for me already. Okay. But what might push him into S is the fact that one, he gives plus one strength on uh, charge, right? He, you get an extra assault phase reaction. Now, this is big for me only because he's got counterattack. So you can technically hold the line with two units, which is really, really good. Because denying, denying charge bonuses to certain units or certain armies is massive, mm. right? Um, like some people don't even get their strength bonuses or sometimes they don't get um, weapon special rules if they, don't, if they don't get a successful charge. Um, but that how the Death Wolf is, is fantastic. Plus one move sounds so stupid until you realize most of your army is move seven. So 
now being move eight and and now getting basic it's not it's not just plus one move it's plus one move and now almost plus one charge across the army because how how fast do tartaros move they're seven as well aren't they yes yes they are so this will start only, a charge yeah so honestly the only thing that doesn't get affected are cataphracti which are heavy anyway that's that's top freaking notch and dreadnoughts, dreadnoughts, no, eight to nine is a matter. Um, does yeah. twelve to thirteen matter for assault marines? Uh, I'm just thinking if assault marines also get pretty an issue. Sure it's I know 14. it's fourteen. Okay, I believe that's fine. It's that's 14, fine. Yeah, that's fine. But point is, a majority of your army not only just get plus one move, they get plus one charge. That's why I might just put this dude in mess. He beats up the enemy well. You can't really touch him because he's minus one to hit on his charge. And he's already weapon skill, what, eight? So you're hitting him on sixes, essentially. Mm. You're hitting him on sixes. So you're not touching him. Um, he does shoot and run. That that goes into his army very well. So you could run him, shoot some, I don't know, banner bearers or whatever. And both his melee weapons can handle things. He's either going to be top of A for me or very bottom of S. Uh, Steve, what do you think? I concur. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> on that borderline. His bodyguard will match Pernarabo's, but he will himself beat the shit out of Pernarabo because of that weapon skill difference. And that's a big deal, too, because his weapon skill chart is a huge swing this edition. Absolutely, it is. Um... I know you mentioned no primer against no primer. Right. Well, try to ignore primer against well, primer. The thing but... is, you can always do that, but I don't want that yeah. to be the, the main. If, if we don't know, if yeah. we're sitting so much on the fence, that can help determine. Yes, but I don't yeah. want it to be like, oh, this primer beats up that one. That's why he's the greatest ever. Because that's also huh. the fence for me. That's the S tier. That you throw a primer against this dude, Mm-mm. they're not surviving. Uh, I don't know about that. Unless it's brutal too. He's hitting you mostly on threes. You're hitting yeah, I guess it's sixes. the brutal is the big thing. Yeah, well, no, no. If you're a Primark, you're, you might be you're hitting him probably actually, depending on the Primark fives. Uh, um, no, because not all Primarks are weapons collate. I know, I know. But I'm, well, so yeah, some yeah. of them would uh, be sixes, but some of the better ones. Yeah. Because you're not throwing yeah, one of the true. lesser ones at him if you're saying true, like, true. he's going to beat him up. But even still, hit him um, on fives? Yeah, fives yeah. instead would be big. I, I To me, it's probably the brutal two that does it more than the other yeah. bits. Um, I think that's probably the biggest piece to it. So, are we? Th- I guess we're going to put him at A for the moment, but he has an option to move I up would to say S. S. I'm going to put him in S. S? I, I would put him in S. I, and honestly, it's and it's the Primark part that kills me because all of what I said is good, and then that last bubble of like, why would I would kick him up? Is if you throw Primark against him, he's probably going to wipe the floor with them, unless it's like. Horus ascended or Horus itself, but he seems to be the pri- like if that's the that's the 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 border hopper, it would be it would be that it would be that he kills Primarchs. Okay, uh, well, I mean that's that's literally what his job was. I mean, so, yes, true. So it is very fitting. <laughs> I will also say his warlord trait, um, both parts of it match the army perfectly because this is an army that kind of, for all intents and purposes, sort of that one trick pony. You can take other stuff, of course. But when you think of what they do, they want to do one thing, and he helps them do that one thing better. Unlike some of these other ones where they don't necessarily do that one thing much better. 
but all right, I'm I'm I'm, I'm fine with putting them up there, and we'll see if um at any point we feel like switching them around. All right, that handles Space Wolves. Dan, uh, sorry, uh, Steve had the highs of getting his beloved Primark to the highest tier, but now he has the lows of having to talk about Rogaldorn, whom he does not enjoy. Do you like Rogaldorn? No. Honestly, though, me and Dave were talking a little bit while you were having a bio break, and we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I don't want to bias you before you say anything. He's already biased. Oh, Hold on. True. Hold on. You know what Rogel Dorn would be really good represented by? The letter D. For mm. did not successfully defend the palace. All right. So here we are. Rogel Dorn. The Primarch of the Imperial Fists. The quote-unquote loyalists that betrayed the value of the Imperial Truth. And started worshipping the Emperor as a god. He didn't, but his favorite son did. All right, Rogaldorn. He is a duelist with Weapon Skill 8. That's very interesting. And he's tough at, at uh, seven wounds. That said, his stat line is otherwise quite unremarkable. He's got a two-up, four-up, and no attack may ever wound him on better than a four-up, regardless of any special rules. So I guess just point all your assault cannons at him or something. I don't know. Um, however, his unit could still get wounded on better values, so it's a weird little rules corner there. Yeah, it, it, it's good when you're either in a challenge or he's the last one left, but if it's the whole unit, you're taking the shots versus the other things. To be fair, Rogaldorn is uh, no stranger to letting his sons die for no net gain. Oh um, let's see. He has, vitriol. I, this, this, this is going to be the whole thing. Get ready. Um, and so, 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 yeah. Any charge against him is disordered. Nice to have. Okay. That's yeah, nice. nice to take, take away the attacks. That, that's nice. You know, just goes straight to ongoing combat, essentially. Except for, you know, the world leaders and Emperor's children get their little <laughs> buffs. Okay. Okay. That's cool. The, the, the best uh, lack of progress is a good defense. And then we have Storm's Teeth. It is a chain weapon, for anything that cares about that. Gets strength plus two, so he's at that magical strength eight, causing instant death against marines. AP two is very nice. It's melee two-handed, with murder strike on six, shred, and reaping blow two. So if he's base-to-base with multiple models, he's getting two attacks, which is rather notable. Um, That'll put him at eight attacks, nine on the charge if he manages to pull it off. And that's a pretty good spot to be at strength. Eight means he's wounding Dreadnoughts on threes with Shred. So he's he's in a pretty decent position with the Storm's Teeth. And then he has a special bolt weapon, the Voice of Terra. He's going to hit on a two, re-rolling, looking for sixes, and he gets a plus one because he's an Imperial Fist holding a bolt weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's range 24, strength 5, AP 3, assault 3, rending 5 up, which is not a bad profile. That rending means that every now and then he'll be able to pick out a squad sergeant and just plink them off the table. Very nice. And his warlord trait, Sire of the Imperial Fists, is going to mean that they get, um, they get to use his leadership of 10, which we agreed before was rather nice when we talked about for Fulgrim. And they get plus one to their successful wounds for close combat, which again, um, 
It wasn't Fulgrim that did that, right? He didn't do both. Yeah, um, I'm already forgetting. No, so the difference was Fulgrim major units le- his use his leadership. He gives it to the character subtype may use his leadership. Mm. Yeah, if you look at his, his is actually a little bit different. Not by much, but it's a missed, little bit different. I did miss that nuance. Yeah. The Imperial Fists are known for their lack of um, you know, individual ability. They kind of oh lean God. on the, the chain of command to get anything done, and they're kind of ineffectual themselves unless someone else is telling them what to do. You know how it is. Yeah. Um, plus, plus one to wounds, and um, you get to pick a phase before the battle to have your bonus reaction. Yeah. yeah. The um the other difference in that warlord trait is Fulgrim's is specifically related to morale usage. His is just the always leadership. So if you're called to make a leadership test instead, his could apply. Fulgrim's only applies when it's actually a morale test. True. Which means Dorn buffs librarians. Yes, he does. That's the biggest distinction is really for the librarians. Which is interesting. Maddening, which is maddeningly unfluffy, but we'll leave that aside. <laughs> interesting. Um, so Crusader's nice. Gets the two dice, pick the highest for sweep. That's always good. Furious Charge, you know, puts them to strength 10 on the turn he charges, which is no joking matter. And he has native deep strike. So if he joins up with. Uh, his Huskarls, they can just teleport onto the field, or if he's yep. in that one right of war, it gives you squad teleport. He, I guess, has it already. Or he could teleport with a squad of assault marines is jumping out of a Thunderhawk. Don't think too hard about that one. But yeah, no, he's he's a rules wise, he's a fairly decent duelist. So where would you put him? Because me and Dave had a conversation before you came on. And I'm actually going to change my mind, Dave, on this one. For, we what, did, for we a couple... Our conversation was more about what he used to look like than what he looked like now anyway. Uh, true. Yeah. Where right. so are you thinking, Steve? So the voice of Terra is a solid weapon. Yes. Yes. Storm's Teeth is a solid weapon. Yes. And the Auric Armor gives him reasonable durability once he gets into a challenge. <clears throat> I'm going to say in terms of army buffing, he's like, if you build towards the combat, he's a little above average. If you build towards the bolters, he's average. We'll call him average. Okay. In terms of dueling, he has reasonable staying power because of the auric armor. But he's not, I mean, he's dealing decent damage too. I'd say he's above average dueling and average army support. That puts him at like upper B, lower A. So, I would say he's above Fulgrim. I was going to say C until, because the big thing with C was I was looking at his stat line and I kind of skipped down to his rules and I was like, okay, he punches really cool. He's got a cool pistol, but that's really it. And then, yeah, sure, he busts the character subtypes, but I'll get to why that also made me move up. I forgot that he had Deep Strike. Okay. Which is... Well, I'm going to get to the Deep Strike. Let me get to the stupid one first. 
Dave, when you said character subtype, I was like, okay, that's cool. Leadership. That also works for blind. That works for concussive. Not blind. Concussive. Not oh, blind, blind is blind not. Leadership. Yeah, blind. Sorry. It works for concussive. It works for um, pinning. Pinning a bunch of stuff. So that that's pretty cool. That I didn't realize was like a cool little side fact. I like the fact that he gets at an additional reaction at the beginning of the battle, right? And it stays. So let's say you're playing white scars, maybe you want additional movement or another shooting, sorry. And then you're playing the shooting army, maybe you want another shooting. So you kind of can figure out what you want. He gets strength 10, which is really, really scary, especially as a custodians player, deep strike. This pushed him to B for me. I did not even notice the deep strike. And the reason this pushes it to B for me is because I remember when we were reviewing Imperial Fists, their deep strike units are some of the scariest things on the battlefield because they can, they're one of the very few units in the game that can have two up, three up terminators, right? Just like, you know, yeah. fire drakes, but they have strength 10 AP one fists because they have solarite fists. So why does that they make have, him a then? The only reason I'm not putting him in a is it's a very one trick pony. That's the, like if it was, if there was some, there's, he has the ah, maybe it is a then. Hmm. I mean, it, I would, if you're going to sit there and say yes. this unit is amazing and he can go with the unit and he makes them even the more amazing. The reason I'm sticking on B is because if you don't have that, then deep strike is useless for him. But, what you, do, but you take strike, that deep, yeah, exactly. But that to me doesn't quantify A. Like when we look at the people that we put in A, right? We put no one in A. Oh, we put people in S and we yes. call, you know what's funny? We have no one in A. I know you're sharing your screen, yes. but the shared screen only shows the lion. Really? That's weird. I yeah. might have to reshare, but I can't I can't update it while I have it open. Yeah, it's fine. Um S to me was wow, you take him, he adds so much. A to me is you can take him and he adds cool things, right? B to me is it, he's cool. He deep strikes. But it's very much like if you don't take a deep striker with him, then what does he? Yeah, sure. So, he then deep strikes. Well, that's the, okay, that to me is why you're it's losing B. one rule in that case. Yeah. To me, you know, you're you're not taking the lion without taking someone good for him. You're not taking Kurtarabo without someone good for him. That's I think it's true. it's I think it's automatically assumed that these guys are rocking with someone that makes sense for them to rock with. The same way as like Pertorabo might yeah. want a shooting unit because he just ignores night fighting and all of that. The same way the lion probably wants a close combat unit because that's what he's good at. He wants a deep striking unit because that is his thing. So then, yeah, if he, I put him in A. I yeah. would absolutely put him in A then. And honestly, and I hate to be this like one rule trick, but deep strike is very powerful this edition. E exceptionally stupid level powerful yeah and the I, fact that he can deep strike with 10 terminators that have a two up three up strength 10 ap1 weapon um <laughs> no no i i think that's fair because i think it's fair yeah. to look at someone and say that they're very good in sort of that b level and then they have that one piece that pushes them further deep yep, strike like you said is very strong it's tough to get in the game in general and here's a guy who can do it and I know no matter how good your weapons are, if you're wounding him, it's you know it's never more than fours. He, he can do a lot on his own, and he does aid your army. You know you want him down fast, but hopefully you get him turn two, and now everyone's leadership is better. So even if you don't deep strike him, I think he still is very viable even without the deep yeah, strike. I'd say, but 
Um, I'd say A. He's still lower than than your favorite boy there, Steve. But do you have any uh, strong reasons to say no? No, I think I think A is a reason because I do think he's better than Fulgrim, but only just. All right. That D strike, deep strike to me is an auto. For, like, this is just a side note. Deep strike to me is it's an neat. automatic movement up. No, I think it's an automatic movement letter up. Deep strike is so stupidly powerful, but you have when you have melee units that can that can deep strike. Um, I refer back to the last apocalypse game where it was just literally it wasn't even elite units. It was fifteen Dan, spear that will guardians. Never happen again. Yeah, never, never, we, never we use one offs. now. Yeah. 15 we have spear now, Dan. No, you're never pitting us again. No, it's it's We're very simple. That. You don't you don't use one off scenarios to decide a good or a bad. No, I know, but in all seriousness, deep strike with a with a with an army that wants to be in melee, because now you can deep strike off of deep. You can assault off of deep strike. Is so so good, and yeah. then a primarch also have deep strike. A tier. Everything was B until I heard Deep Strike, and I was like, that's automatically A for me. All right. Well, that puts I mean, it didn't work out that well when they were born of the Vengeful Spirit, but you know. <laughs> All right. That handles, yeah, that handles the Imperial Fist. All right. So um, we are now on to the next Legion. So we are taking a look at Conrad Kurz, who is leading the Night Lords. Keep in mind, the Night Lords' whole premise is when they out. Um, have more people than you do when they outnumber you that they get bonuses. So that's the central we're looking at. They also have ways to get things like night vision and all those sort of big things. And they can also keep it being night fighting for essentially as long as they like up to turn three, but that's especially in the new missions are playing the new missions. That's three quarters of the game. All right. So for curves and uh, hold on, yes. one last thing, yeah, just to make sure everyone knows Primarchs are bulky four by default. So he is four towards the outnumbering count. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's the base number. So, for Kurz, he has that weapon skill of 8. He has the better ballistic skill at sitting at the 7. His initiative is a little better than some of the others at 7. Not as good as some of the some of the big boys. And 7 attacks, a good amount of attacks. Um, he counts as a Psyker. We'll mention he has exactly one Psychic power, but he actually is a Psyker for any rules that talk about Psykers. Um, he has hit and run. He has Fear 3. Keep in <laughs> mind, Fear is a 12-inch bubble. So, that is a lot um, he has night vision base. So that means he both ignores night fighting in all the different ways, and you can't shroud against them. Um, and then his other special rules he have relate to him who is. All right, so for his warlord trait, when he is your warlord, he gets Sire of the Night Lords. Um, all of your models that are infantry, dreadnought, or cavalry, and night lords as well, get night vision and bloody murder. And they're immune to the effects oh. of fear. Oh. Um, bloody murder. Oh. For, oh my god. Yep. Oh. But bloody murder for reminding people what bloody murder is. If you're charging someone who is pinned or falling back, you get plus one in the charge, and if you make it, you get plus one attack. Remember. How do we come up with night fighting? Night vision. You can't <laughs> evasion. Yeah. You can't evade against something with night fighting. Yeah. Oh, that's so, huge. Yes. So. All of your heavy weapons, if you take any of them, they're probably on infantry or dreadnoughts or cavalry, essentially not on your vehicles. You don't get to shroud against any of that sort of stuff. Ugh. And if you pin these things, which he gives out a bubble of fear three, and you have ways, you know, rotor cans, there's lots of ways to try to get pinning against armies, an army that wants to pin anyway, 
bloody murder then will start coming into play. And I remember it's night fighting, so you're minus one anyway. So you're it's fear yep. three plus minus one. Yeah. Assuming <laughs> assuming you don't have ways assuming to ignore range, that. Yeah. 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 No, no. More of also assuming that you're not ignoring because there are ways to ignore the minuses stubborn. from that. Nunzio boxes. Yeah, Nunzio boxes. I wasn't thinking even stubborn. Um, in addition, if he's your warlord, you get an extra uh, a reaction in the movement phase. I'm not as thrilled with that part of it, but that's okay. Um, for his armor, he's got a two up, four up. Um, also, it means he ignores all modifiers to his movement from any source. He automatically passes dangerous terrain. And if he runs, now, he needs to either be in the back of the unit to run forward or by himself. But if he chooses to run, he adds 12 to his movement instead of initiative. <laughs> so as, as Steve put it when we were paused, he Batmans his way across the board. So he just gets really over quick, there. Really quick, Dave. I will say the movement, extra movement, I know you toss it aside, but that works really well with the advanced Legion trait where they could just get super, super scared and like they run away with their advanced Legion oh, trait. Oh, no, I, I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't not look at that. I'm just saying, you know, if he's in a unit, he probably doesn't get to use all of that depending on where he is. But no, overall, Very that true. is good. Yeah, well, it's just, just if you're in a it's unit, cool he doesn't it's get to movement run. movement phase and, and their advanced reaction is assault phase. So you can actually move back in the movement. Oh, and then okay, let's say you don't you want mean. to get charged, advance reaction in the assault phase. Well, yeah, but and I, move back again. Yes, but the big thing is, too, in the movement phase means either because I'm trying to push forward on you, useful. I kind of like them better in assault phases or shooting phases in general, unless your advanced reaction right. is movement-based. But that's just me. Um, his weapons are mercy and forgiveness. Um, he does get the plus one attack for having the two of them. It's in his profile. So it not when it, included. Oh, sorry, not included. Oh, why don't they include it? Because That's they like so to dumb. You. They do this all the I don't time. Know, but at least they tell you. <laughs> yeah, okay. So he was seven attacks. He's actually eight. Thank you for catching that. That's just stupid, and I hate mm -hmm. it. Because he doesn't have <laughs> other options. It's not like he can take other weapons. Um, their strength... And they're in... also identical. Yes. That's the other thing. Yeah, their strength user, the AP2, their melee shred with a murder strike on four up. So overall, strong. They're not necessarily Primark destroyers, but they are very strong. Uh, he has his guns, which is Widowmakers. Um, it's a strength four, AP five, assault three, rending four up. Who cares? Oh, um, wait, 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 wait. It's better rending than the uh, Dorn. Yeah, but I don't care about that weapon. I don't care about any of their shooting weapons unless it really does something good. We've uh -huh. had one person I care about the shooting weapon from so far. Rending That's it. Rending four up, picking who you hit is a big deal. Uh, I, yeah, I, I guess, but I... Pick I out know. the squad sergeant. That's pretty good yeah i would like it more if it did one other thing whatever that thing oh. is okay i hit the sergeant or i hit your guy with the nunzio vox so that way i pinning for example yeah, yeah. Th then then i would care put it down to even a shot and make it pinning and, and i care more just with this i will hurt someone but it's a primark i'm not worried about plinking it down unless i can plink <laughs> down and do something to you and this guy doesn't quite do that um he has a death long foreseen because he could foretell his own demise. Um, he gets a particular psychic power, nothing else, for his psychic power. He makes a psychic check. He makes it on leadership seven. And if he passes it, he gets feel no pain for up and an extra attack through the assault phase. If he fails it, he takes perils of the warp. Um, and he has the king of terrors. When he and any unit he has joined ends a combat by removing every model as a casualty or destroying them through a sweeping event. So when he wipes someone out in close combat, 
everyone that can see him as your enemy that's not in combat takes a pinning test. Now, that is absolutely huge because you have fear three. So in a 12-inch bubble, and let's face it, he's going to be amongst the enemy units. If he takes someone out, every enemy unit that's not locked in combat is probably taking a pinning test. And many, because 12-inch bubble is huge, most of them are probably taking it at minus three minimum. Which means they're pinned. Decent chance they're pinned. And if they're pinned, now you get all your other special bonuses. Um, this he, guy is terrifying in Zomortalis. I'm gonna he say he runs twenty inches, hides around yeah. the corner, pops yeah. out, rips the squad to pieces with his bare hands, pins the rest. Oh my god! Yeah. The other thing to keep in mind with these guys, their special rule, a talent for murder, is if you're outnumbered, falling back, or pinned, that you get your bonuses essentially plus one to wound, or for armor pin. So. If you are just pinning these units, you are getting that bonus. You don't even have to outnumber them anymore. Um, I don't see how he doesn't... F so, when, when we did our Legion reviews, I don't remember exactly yeah. where we put them, but we put them reasonably low. The Legion in general. And I don't necessarily fully disagree with that. I know some. it was rather unpopular. I don't see how this guy doesn't I still fire think it should have been B. Okay, well, they were not, though. <laughs> Um, I don't see how this guy doesn't rocket ship himself straight up to S. Yes, 100%. Yeah. I was just going to say, nope. if he's not S, yep. I don't know what is. Yeah. I, I cannot think of another. I mean, ignore knights and vehicles. Even if a contemptor, he, he rips contemptors apart, first of all. Um, his psychic power is always a 50 always a 50 50. Yeah. You might be, oh, but he gets negative one. No, well, no, he's a Primark. No, no, it's all. 46, but yeah. Oh, whatever. It's 50 50. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, for Christ's sake, feel no pain for up. <laughs> Plus one at that. Just the feel no pain for up is absolutely insane. But honestly, um, I put him at that tier even without that. It, me personally, I'm just, not a big gambler. Just everything. So I wouldn't even I don't even care about that rule. Don't get me wrong, it's great. But I'm not yeah. a gambler. I'm not using it. I don't care if I use it or not. His other things, if you're in a combat, you're not winning, you can hit and run out. If you are winning it, if I wipe you away, I'm pinning all your other units. Remember, pinning, you're not then shooting back at me. I want to put him into the regular attack marine squad in the middle of the board. Or, or the middle of your army. I wipe them out because they don't stand a chance. I'm then going to be pinning your heavy weapons and the big things that I'm worried about. Because I'm at a minimum minus three, maybe even further. And now you're not shooting me. Now the rest of my army gets the push forward. Any issue we said they had, this guy eliminates. This, and oh, wait, and then even on top of that, Dave, just Night Vision so for ignoring free. all that, his warlord trait, yeah. it's okay because they all have they all have night vision. Yeah. Now remember, they, they did have ways to get night vision, but they had to yes. pay for it. Now they don't have to pay. It's free. Yeah, this was an army that could have had it. It wasn't impossible them for it to have some of this, but now you can have it without having to worry about any of that. It used to cost you 15 points. Um, yeah, it was 15 points per unit. Now it's a freebie on your entire, um, essentially your entire army, not your vehicles. But here's the other thing. If you want it on your vehicles, Prey Sight is units that are all Nightlord models. So you could still buy it on your vehicles if you want your entire army to have it. So won't cost you anything on anything than a vehicle. Take it on a couple vehicles for 15 points each. 
he's s he's he's a hundred percent for me. Yeah, this oh, is yeah. this is this is a well rounded Primark. Yes. He, he he does He's the best. So far, yeah. Of the ones we've talked yeah. about, you know, Perdera I'll put this bit. Perturabo probably does better in like Converse of the guy, just because also like the unit he's probably bringing and things like that. But for all around of what you're going to do, unless you're going to slap Primarchs versus each other, he's beating everyone out that we've talked about. And honestly, he's going to beat most of them out that we're going and, to talk about like, as well. Oh, no. You charge me with a Primark? Okay. Bye. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I would say, yeah, that's not a fight he he might not want to be in because some of these Primarchs so brutal he hits and stuff runs. like that. He hits and yeah. runs. He gets out of there, sprints 20 inches away, and goes and does shit somewhere else. Yeah. No, he, he's, of the ones we've talked about so far, I do feel he's the best overall. And of the ones that are going to come up, he's probably still going to be there the or very, very close to it. So that takes us, hopefully, for anyone who was upset about our Night Lord's beliefs, uh, hopefully that's redeemed you. All right. We're out of the eights, onto the nines, and on to... Sanguinius. Sanguinius, 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 which I won't spoil what happens to him in the second book of the end I of the I swear day. to God, Dan, I swear <laughs> to God, you don't shut up right now. <laughs> I, 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 did I spoil give you in the chat? The, give, no, I did give not. The people, give the people a chance. Just saying there's a spoiler. No, no, I know. I didn't, is, did I spoil the chat? No, that's no, true. No. Saying there's a spoiler, spoiler is a spoiler. spoiler. Oh, get out of here. No, that absolutely right, is true. So, oh, we're not going to uh, tell you this cool thing, like, but there's a cool thing. The problem is there are so many goddamn cool things in that book. I, I'm telling you, my jaw did not stop dropping. At Abnet, if you, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but Abnet, you are. It'd be great I if he does. If he does, put it in the comments. Oh my god, damn it, Abnet! I hate the fact that you write so goddamn good every time. It, it kills me. You are my favorite author. Anyway, so <laughs> okay, so movement eight, weapon skill eight. Okay, so we're looking at wait. Oh no, but he's got wings. That's right. Like, yes. Movement eight. That's weird. the wings yeah. add more. Um. I really weirdly six across the board, which is shocking for me. It's a little low. Yeah, I, that's interesting. Okay, uh, for special rules because war gear again, I kind of skip. Yeah. Uh, special rules, he's bulky six because he's got big boy wings. Um, angelic presence, that's later. Great wings, that's later. He's got deep strike. There we are. So here's another one with deep strike. So I might not he's like got, him. He's no, got. A, he's got wings. So yeah, I, I might put him in C tier, but that deep strike, oh baby, he's going to be automatically. So he could also exchange uh, his uh, blade and carmine for the spear of Telesto and the moon sliver blade for free. So he gets one weapon for two in case he want to switch it. So warlord trait uh, again, same thing with it's all blood angels, the same thing. So um, basically, um, if they either deploy as part of a deep strike assault or any other deployment that's a deep strike assault. Or they have the Legion Warhawk jump pack. They gain plus one weapon skill on the turn they make a charge. Um, and then he gets an additional movement phase. Weapon skill is interesting. Normally, if this is 1.0 edition, I'd be like, who gives a shit? It's weapon skill five, you get on threes, you tell me on fours. Now, all those assault marines that you're obviously taking with your blood angels, because you should, are now weapon skill five on the charge, meaning if you survive the charge, remember, they're, you're, it's initiative four. So I'm charging your attack marines. You're still striking me back, but I'm hitting you on threes and you're hitting me on fives, and I'm wounding you now easier because that's, the, oh, sorry, the blood angel rule is when they uh, charge, they wound you one easier. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's, um, uh, that's big. <laughs> Can I that's point a, out that's a, the Crimson Paladins 
do we have built a deep strike that's their terminators they have deep, deep strike built in oh yes, yes. And so i believe their weapon they deep five? Strike, they are weapon skill five base yep. so if they deep strike they are weapon skill six. Ugh, yes that's surprisingly an excellent again normally weapon skill would be like eh, okay but on these guys who want to be in charging want to get that's excellent and yeah. moving phases whatever that, yeah, that doesn't really help because they're good so we got a lot of rules. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets a lot. Some of these guys have been very rules light. But his now, big one is the wings, which I'm is gonna, just the wings, which I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna very much summarize. So angelic presence, basically any friendly units that are locked in combat and have at least one model within six inches, uh basically add plus one to the number of successful wounds. So it, it's a very long way of saying if you are within six inches and locked in combat with Sanguinius, uh you get plus one uh to wounds for combat resolution. Which, what, okay, not locked that's... in with Sanguinius. You have to be just within six of oh, locked in combat. Or sorry. I... Be Sanguinius com- himself. Yeah, co- sorry, comma. I should have added a comma in my sentence. Yeah, Oxford comma that. Um, yeah, Oxford comma And it does not stack. So if you have a flag, well, congrats. Oh, does flag? I see. I don't play the. Okay, flag, flag does is add plus stuff. one. Yeah. Okay, okay. So in case you don't know, oh, so yeah. uh, So like Terminators, I don't think get flags. So there we go. So don't yeah, play Terminators and stuff. Do assault marines get they flags? Do. They do. Okay. Assault marines do not. Terminators. Do. Oh. Okay. So. Oh wait. Okay. So wait there. Oh. So there we go. Because I was going to say you want to take assault marines with this army. This is a very much big assault marine heavy army. Like white scars were bikes. What? These guys are assault marines. The angelic yeah, host wants to descend what? on wings of fire. So I didn't know they didn't take banners. So that actually does matter then for me. So that that actually is good then. He's got a two up, four up. Um, and allows any failed almost save made on the turn, which the Sanguinius charges to be rerolled. So on the turn he charges, he rerolls his four up. That's that's great. Rerollable four up is a seventy five percent chance. Yeah, it's a three up. Okay, it, good. Better than three up. That's that's, up. that's better than three up. Oh, not by okay. much, but it is technically better. Yeah. All right. Great wings. He moves fourteen. This is a fourteen-inch move. I don't want to read all the wings. Don't. But it, essentially, it, he's got. He wings. is a. He is a jump pack. That's all. Boils he's a jump down pack. To. It's fourteen inches. Oh, that's yeah. okay. Jump now, pack fourteen. Yeah. Because all the dangerous terrain, all that stuff, is the same way for jump pack. So he's got a jump got pack. Got it. Perfect. I want to focus on his. Normally, we kind of like meh the pit, the the, we, the ranged weapon. I'm not this time. He's got a pistol. Uh, well, yeah. I should say it's not a pistol. Sorry, but it is a pistol. It's a melta gun. 18 inches, strength 8, AP 1, assault 2, armor bane, melta, one shot. So, sure, it's one shot. Watch me roll snake eyes. I know. But, but, remember, Primarchs can choose what they shoot. So, for that one turn, you're, you might get super lucky and pick out that, let's say you shoot a Praetorian. A pra- Praetorian, yeah. A Praetor, Praetor. Shoot a Praetor, hit it on twos. So let's say you get two hits, wound it on twos. Eh, you might get one or two wounds. It's got a 50-50 shot of dying. If you get the two, pass. it's 75%. Okay. That he would die. So If you get so, everything through. Yeah, that's... To kill a Praetor? That's great. I like that. Yeah. Or a tank. Or a tank. Yeah, to melt the gunshots of the tank. Of like popping, I was thinking of like popping a Praetor. That's fine with that. But yeah, that's a good weapon. It's a good pistol weapon that you do want to shoot. And it's 18, which is nice. So... Like I said before, he gets the Blade and Carmine or the Spear of Telesto and Moonslaver Blade. So let's go with Blade and Carmine first. Blade and Carmine is plus one strength. So strength seven. AP two. Rage two. So on the charge, he 
bumps up to eight attack. Oh, sorry. He bumps up to uh, strength nine. Mm. Wait, is rage? No. Rage is attack. No, rage, so rage is attack. Rage is yeah, attack. Rage is so he bumps up to eight attacks. Uh, rage used to be strength. That's why I'm going crazy. Rampage. Oh, there it is. Rampage, too. So if he is outnumbered, he goes up by two attacks. Uh, Murderous Strike 5 up, Shred, and Mastercrafted. So overall, not a bad melee weapon, actually. I mean, none of the Primarchs have had a bad melee weapon, but that's actually pretty scary. I mean, Strength 7 base, which is not bad, but then getting all these buffs if he's outnumbered and charging? Okay, okay. okay. But you can trade it for the uh, Spear of Telesto and the Moonsliver build, which annoyingly they split the shooting attack, which annoys the hell. Anyway, sorry. So Spirit Telesto is a shooting weapon and a melee weapon. I'll start with the shooting, because I don't know why they put it at the bottom, but it did, whatever. So, Spirit Telesto, range 12. Does he have firing protocols too, or no, by no. the way? No, so the Blade of Telesco, you may fire it once per battle, and you fire it instead Got of it. any other weapons. So both Got of his it. weapons, okay. if you take this, are once are per one battle weapons. So he can pick up what he shoots, but it is for 10, AP1, Exoshock 4 up, instant death, Lance. So, do you want that tank dead or do you want that yeah. person dead? It's but the same thing. There's one other very big important thing in that rule. Oh, um, really? When he uses this, he may not shoot it again or make melee attacks with the spear. He throws it. Oh. That's, that's why they put it separate. He actually throws away the spear. Oh, what a shame. So let's see what he threw away. Spear is strength 10 in melee. Strength 10, AP1, melee two-handed. So no bonuses there. Um, mastercrafted, lance, and exoshock. Okay, so as someone who has the, the Aculus Custodian uh, Contemptor, excellent for taking out tanks. That is a, you have a tank or a knight, I am killing you. For those who don't know, Lance makes it so that your armor value is 12, essentially, mm -hmm. all the time. So uh, strength 10, hitting armor value 12. Um, and then also penetrating extra on Exoshock 4. AP1. I think this is actually better than... Perturabo's anti-tank. Huh. Perturabo's what? Perturabo, strength 12? By the way, I did yeah. forget one thing. Oh, He's an iron warrior. He will automatically penetrate knights because he'll be strength 13 against them. Then never mind. Okay. Then yeah. <laughs> it's never mind. Um, oh, I should have Jesus Christ, Perturabo. Yeah. Um, so he literally is one. Okay, so this is still a good anti-tank weapon. Yes. If he throws it away, Moon Slivermaid is strength user, so strength 6. AP2 melee mastercrafted blind yeah toolist edge and then moon silver oh i like this and this is actually really important now that's funny okay so any unsaved wound caused against them all with demon or psyker counts as two wounds uh wounds caused in excess of model wounds do not spill over other models so let me explain to you why i like this means you can kill curse better of blading carbine so yeah Blading Carmine is great. You get bonuses on the charge. This one, Spear of Telesta, is great, but if you throw it away, you have the Moonsliver Blade, which looks like a suckier Blading Carmine. It is. Booty case. But, 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 with now demons having their official PDF, and with trader, uh, traders now taking demons or fitting es esoteric taking demons, because they are absolutely terrifying, right? Because uh, when we get to Logar, Next session, mm -hmm. we'll talk a little bit about why that's terrifying. But the, the the TLDR is, with an esoterist, you can react, right? And you can summon demons. So if someone's charging you, you can summon demons right in front you of you. Or you can just Pokeball demons from wherever the hell you want. 
and summon weapon skill five brutes, you know, stuff like that, essentially. Um, in a moment, I can help you. Look. So you will be seeing more and more demons because now more and more people want to be taking demons. Because demons don't have set models, people are going to be taking these brutes and maybe these sovereigns, so on and so forth, right? This, now, if someone charges you with demons or you charge demons, that's strength six, mastercrafted, so you're basically going to hit everything, blind, most demons are initiative four unless you're the higher demons and you're doing two wounds per thing now they don't spill i wish they did that would be kind of cool that would be kind of unique because there's no spilling in this game i feel like that's actually like before when we didn't have demon rules this was very much like who gives a shit now with an actual official demon pdf i say this is pretty damn powerful in fact mm. better than the blade of carmine no i still put blade of carmine is better I think you have demons, so you are coloring how often you think you're going to see demons. I think you underestimate the ability. Murder Strike 5 is better. Yes, it is. But I think you're underestimating people wanting to take demons. Because people are maybe ignoring it, but you stick an esoteric in your army, you take a squad of like six brutes, that is absolutely... I just like the fact that no one had an answer to demons here. He does. I still wouldn't necessarily with... say that he has an answer, honestly. Yes, mm. he can He can potentially cause some more wounds versus them. He's got to get to them. They have to be the ones he's fighting. I, 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 th- you're, I think you're putting way too much on like, oh, if you happen to run in this very particular thing, okay, it's good. Okay. It is good. That's nice. But that's like a super niche thing. You know, that's be like if someone has uh, if I run, my, I have a rule against saber tanks and I'm better against saber tanks. Yeah, yeah but if you don't see a saber tank. Ain't going to do any good. Right. So know. I was going to put him in C, ironically, because I was going to say he really doesn't like the the, the the buff to the blood angels is great. Right. Yeah. But other than that, he's not really that good. Right. Is it just me? Uh, no, I agree. And here's the thing we also got to keep in mind. We got to put people in these other tiers. In C, I know. I was going to put him in C. Deep Strike, though. Ah. Yeah, but here's the thing. If you're not that thrilled yeah. with him, him in Deep Strike yeah, isn't necessarily going to make that Yeah, Deep Strike exactly doesn't really do anything. His, I was going to – so you know what? I'll say it like this. Maybe he was even going to be in D. What's saving his ass right now is that plus one weapon skill. That's what's saving his ass right now. It was he either going to be B or C. He's a great army buff. He's a really amazing good army buff. Army buff. Yeah, as a solo model, less so. Yes. Yeah, it's so just, I'm, I'm not a, allowed by army it. buff. He's an A tier buffer, C tier duelist. I'd say C tier. Maybe not C tier. No, I'd even say D. He, like, I, no, I'd say D. No, I'd say but, D tier duelist. Yeah. I mean, sure, he's but, late, is... but he's not even like unless he's charging, he's not even insta killing people. Like it's just uh, uh, honestly, I'd say C. I'd say C. I'd say here's our first C candidate for C. If not the lowest bottom of rung of B possible. I if you build into deep strike and jump packs. Then I'd say B. He slingshots the A. If you don't, he's uh, a C. No, no, okay, so here's the thing. Let's say you build That's for deep the strike. Problem. Let's if say you, you build don't for let C finish talking. Stop interrupting. Explicitly build around the deep strike. Or else he adds almost nothing to the army as a whole. And as a singular piece, he's really cool. But I have watched him get domed by a sniper rifle in a mega battle. It was hilarious. Yeah. I, um, 
And even if you do do it and you bring him in with a deep strike, um, that was a mega battle. So you can only draw so much information out of it. But it 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 was bloody. It was violent. It was really cool to watch. Yeah, um, I I don't know. Now, now again, part of it is like I said, we, we put this requirement that people have to fill every tier because otherwise, most people are just in the middle. Like that's not interesting. When I look at him for the moment, again, um, one, we're not going to finish this all tonight, so we're obviously going to have to revisit some of these guys, and they might shift when we revisit when we think about them. I'm fine with putting him in C, at least for the moment, because, again, yes, I think the buff that he gives out um, army-wise is quite nice. I think it can do a lot of good. I think he himself can do quite good, but when I look at what he does for himself, I'm not ultra-thrilled with it. When I look at the buff... That's the only buff he gives. Now, it's a very good buff. It's a very strong buff. And you have ways to make good use of it. But it is the... Weapon skill 6 Dreadnought. If you take the jump Dreadnought and deep strike it. Yeah, which is great and very funny. Um, I just... Part of my issue with it is that's the only thing he does to help. Where not even his stat line, I don't think, is necessarily helping his army. You know, some of his He's a cheerleader. Yeah, some of the stuff just has too many like little bits. Like the fact you have to switch from the weapons. I really do like the spear, but I never want to end up using it because I don't want to be stuck with the other blade. The blade on Carmine is is good, but it doesn't quite do as much. Yeah, it's really good at like I can kill tons of like regular guys, but all the weapons can kill tons of regular guys. Um, the murder strike <clears throat> is only on a five up, and his base strength is going to be what seven. So. I'm not even one-shotting Terminators. You know. And Steve, when you said, "Oh, you build for the assault," that to me ought that that to me automatically makes it C to me, because like, yeah, he's really good when you deep strike, except or just or have, have jump, jump packs. Pack. If you or have jump packs, packs it counts yeah. as well at all times. Which to me is like, so, oh, that's cool, but it's just like, yeah, it's a great buff, but I don't know. I say C. So Crimson Paladins will be deep striking. The Dreadnought will be deep striking. Yeah, jump packs could be deep striking or walking. Yes. We have to do those other two in deep strike for it to benefit them. Yes, and then anywhere within six is getting plus one to combat. That six inch range is really tight, so yeah. I'm going to pretend it's not there at all. I agree. So basically, you're running assault marines and crimson paladins in deep strike, which is not bad. Um, it's it's the kind of thing of like, and, and again, we're not. Points aren't the biggest concern here, but he's also the most expensive we've seen so far, which a lot of his rules kind of boil down to, I'm paying that amount of points to get this plus one to weapon skill, which is very good. And I'm getting an okay model for the other things. Again, his stat line is decent. He can do some killing, but anything with that kind of stat line in a weapon is going to do killing. Is he going to be able to go toe-to-toe with a lot of these guys? If he charges because he gets the reroll before up, yeah, maybe. But if he gets charged, no. Is he going to do that much otherwise? Could he, like you said, when he comes down, could he just get shot down? Yes. Or at least his whole unit can be, and then he's on his own. So I'm fine with C for now because also, one, someone's got to go there sooner or later, and he doesn't thrill me. And if I'm not thrilled at all, that's probably a good spot for them to go. That's okay. We probably got to... D tier soon anyway. Yeah. All right. That takes us through the first um, bit there. That takes us through Sanguinius. All right. And for the last one that we're going to take a look at tonight, we have uh, Ferris Manus, the Iron Man, Man Hand, Iron himself. Yes. We have Ferris Manus, 
meaning Iron Hand. He commands the Iron Hands from his ship, the Hand of Iron. He knows what he likes. And, and fun fact, his hands are made of metal. Who would have Not guessed? iron, though. I say, oddly enough, not though, iron. not iron. Not iron, strangely. So we have Ferris Manus. He is a little below the curve on weapon skill, but he makes up for it with strength and toughness seven. He hits hard. Um, he is actually the only um, heavy Primarch, I think, so far. Yes. Oh, yeah, he is the only that heavy so far. I, I don't think Bernarabo is heavy. No. I don't Which believe is so. weird because he's like in ter- a Terminator. I'm checking that real quick. Yeah, no, Pernarabo's not heavy. No, this he's guy like is. the only one. Yeah. He's initiative six. Okay, yeah, he, he's average. Strength, toughness, seven, otherwise average stat line. He's the only heavy Primark. So he's re-rolling his armor saves against blast weapons. Good for you. Good for you. Um, his war gear. He's going to have a two-up armor, a three-up involved. So he is, once again, tanky. He's got a servo arm for that little bonus strength 8 slap in combat. He's got Forge Breaker for strength 12 AP 1 Mastercrafted Brutal 3 Exoshock 3 up hits in close combat. No, no, it's at initiative. Initiative (laughs) 6. So he's going to swing and he's going to mess someone up if and when he connects. He's only up in skill 7 though, so he's not hitting often but his hits are substantial um he also comes with a mastercrafted plaza blaster for some shooting and a mastercraft drives on shredder for some spite against dreadnought shooting and a heavy flamer and a grenade harness server arm and has a can... melt, melt gun right does server arm have a melt no. gun or am I no, 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 machinator no. right uh, machinator right yeah okay okay yep um he's bounced with two up fire protocols three is a good shoot his Plasma Blaster, Graphon Shredder, and Heavy Flamer all in the same turn. And for his Warlord trait, he is going to give all of your Iron Hands Feel No Pain 6 up. It doesn't stack with other rules. And all your vehicles will gain Feel... Uh, sorry, it will not die 5 up. So your shit that was getting minus 1 strength against it, against shooting, is now also getting Feel No Pain. You gonna be tank. Oof. He has the least amount of rules. But ironically, like he's one of the better Primarchs we also talked about. <laughs> the he, irony of you don't need to say much to mute to do. See, like, this is what I think of when I think of like a classic Primarch. He hmm. buffs the army with an army wide rule. It's like, hey, you brought your Primarch. That means you've <laughs> got the elite of your legion here. They gain this rule. And then he just beats face in combat. Um I mean, the pl- his shooting is not bad, though. Like, Plasma Blast is no, with 18 not. inches, breaching assault 4, two. strength 7, assault 2. Mm-hmm. Right? So you could breach someone kind of easily, but, you know. Yeah. Um, and the Graviton Shredder is going to be two shots with concussive for anyone who cares. But more importantly, it's Haywire. Yeah. I. And if you break a transport, you charge the dudes inside. Yeah. Yeah. The, and the, I think a six up field of pain is seventeen percent increase in survivability. Sixteen point six. Yes, so seventeen. <laughs> um, um, so his weapon is quite good. Um, when looking at him, actually, I said before he's he's sort of a Primark destroyer, but he's really not. 
be it depends on the Primarch because some of the other ones swing first. Now he does have a three Bonville save, which is very good. But if they can get through that, he does go after quite a few of these Primarchs with his initiative being a six. When you think of the more more fighting type Primarchs, he is slower than them. But his weapon is overall the scariest that any of these Primarchs have. And honestly, it's going to be the scariest just about any of them have whatsoever. The only thing it's missing out. is instant death. I think it actually evens out because most of the Primarchs we talk about have a two up four up. Very few of them have two up three up. That's very and true. sure they'll hit him on a three, but he'll hit him on a five. But all of their big weapons of murder, strike, or instant death, which he doesn't care about. Well, it, but it does, it does at least guarantee the wound, though, is the key. Well, uh, so when you him, when you get to that, when you get high, actually, I should say, my, no, stop. Uh, what I actually should say is, murder strike doesn't guarantee the wound. the The raise the level of the strength is going to be what does it. Or some of them have flesh bane when they had it as well. That yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But then he has brutal three, so his hits will basically be that. I think it evens out actually more than you think. It's it's not that it doesn't even out. It does reasonably well. The key is the unevening factor is who goes when. Yeah. On average, he's getting like five or six wounds on to a model before saves. Against dueling Primarch. Because he'll hit on a five, which is a third of the time. But then that third of the time, he's doing three damage. Yeah, because he's going to wound on twos with a strength of 12. Yeah. Yep. So what, what the reason I would say is not necessarily always the best versus other Primarchs is because if someone goes earlier than him, they have a chance of taking him down. Some of these Primarchs absolutely could. Again, dice will dice. But on average dice, some of these other Primarchs have an, a shot at taking him out first. And if they don't, I think he will do a lot of bad things to them in return. Yeah. But if they do, he doesn't get the swing. He doesn't get to do anything that cool. He does repair. I, I don't know if you may. He does repair. As well. Yeah, it's Bowsman 2 up. Um... That's funny. He can't join robots. No, he cannot. Oh, he can. Uh, okay. Nope. Doesn't, so have the right, doesn't have the right equipment. I'm going to say B. I'm going to give him a B, believe it or not. I was going to say A, but funny enough, not to join the not joining robots knocked him down to a B for me. No, I would never give him A. I don't think he's that good. I'd say B. <clears throat> um, Feel no pain is good, though. It is. It's only six up though, and you might be taking a pot. Now, mind you, those gorgons are going to be hilarious with a six up field no pain <laughs> and minus one strength to shoot them. Yeah, but it's a they, they already have options to get yeah. um, feel no pain. Gorgons? Oh, okay. Yeah. As a um, Terminator, not so much. Well, they don't have feel no pain in a five up. They so have Medusa Immortals. He's buffing your. Oh, okay, sorry, Medusa and Immortals. That's what I was it. thinking, yes. Yeah. They have it built in at five up already anyway. I'd say B. Yeah. I'd say solid B. Like solid all around. He shoots good. He hits good. He buffs good. He's not the best buffer. He literally he's like just just good. I, I'd say B. I think that feel no pain is gonna come up. I, I think the will not die is a little bit better than the feel no pain, because I think the feel no pain is gonna come up a lot less than you think. Because we have they said we have the you know the gorgons who have it. We have part of the legion on certain units on your tac marines, all of that, and yeah, six is something. But I'm only making it sixteen percent of the time, and that's assuming I'm allowed to even take it. There's many cases where you don't get to because if someone's going to instant death you out, you don't even get the rule. So on a six, I mean, I played orcs before with t-shirt saves. The only reason they felt good is because I was rolling thirty of them. 
You know, <laughs> if I'm only rolling a handful, I'm going to feel good that time I get that one when I really need that guy to live. But most of the time, he won't. Um, so I no, don't. That's fair. I, I think maybe what raises this him, have him up, like you were saying before, is that like bolters don't affect him, stuff like that. Being the fact that it's like you know minus one to the strength of weapons versus him, I think helps him more. Um, I don't know, Steve. Where in do you want to put him in shooting? Yeah, I should say in shooting. Absolutely. Where did you want him to be? So for his pure damage output, he's like an A. Yeah, I can I can believe that. But that's kind of all he does. I agree. Which puts him at like B for beater, because isn't like he gives the army a buff. Like able not die is nice. Feel the pain is nice. Funny enough, he doesn't buff dreadnoughts. Thank God they don't need it. No. Um. um I'd almost. So. I'm okay with putting him in B for now, but I'm going to think about this over the next bit because I almost want to put him lower. And the reason I want to put him put lower... Him C, right? That's yeah. where I'm thinking. And the reason I'm thinking C is the rule he gives army-wide, no rule you ever get is a bad rule. We're not even going to say, oh, it's not that bad. Of course it's not bad. It's a rule you get. You give me a rule, that's a great thing. But uh, my use of it is very limited, I think, in many, many ways. Or, or at least in terms of change i'd rather have almost every other rule i've been given other than that one so far these other people have given it because there's a lots of ways i either don't get my rule because i already have it or have it better i have apothecaries i have heart of the legion i have all these sorts of rules i have the right type of gorgon armor or you're too strong and i don't get it anyway and i think when we look at what he does yes he is good um he is good versus oh sorry move the thing a little bit he is good versus non-special things. They all are. Like, you know, it's pointless to say he's good at killing certain things because, of course, he's going to be good at killing those sorts of things. I think what we have to take a look at is... Does, uh, sorry, I clicked on the wrong one. I wanted to get to him so I could look at his stuff. That helps me out. Um, when I look at it, I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm just not thrilled. That's I, the I, problem. I, am, I agree with you. <clears throat> the only thing that's making me B tier is the fact that he does give six of field of pain and a five up and a five up it will not die. The five um, up it will not die is better than six up field of pain. I, I agree. No, no, I agree. That is the only reason I'm putting him in B tier. Yeah. His shooting is it, it's okay. His weapon is massive, but okay. That I I mean he could kill contemptors real good. Actually, that's his actually I will say he is the contemptor killer. A hundred percent. Yes, so he's good versus dreads. Absolutely, yeah. I'll, I'll give him that every day of the week. He's very good versus dreads. Um, but like, I, 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 if I'm gonna give him C, yeah, right, I would agree with you. Would be because feel no pain is so lackluster sometimes when you need it, right? And you're not taking it in large quantities, right? Yes, and you have a lot of other the, ways to get it. The counterpoint to that is because six of feel no pain is free with him. And it gives it to himself. Is he in? Oh no, he's, is he infantry? Uh, hold on. He is no. He's a no, primarch. Primarchs aren't he's a infantry primarch, base. Okay, so he doesn't even give it to himself. No. So then he doesn't even. It will not die, which is so. Nope. so yes, he does. As a primarch. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, oh, sorry. Yes. He does die. Okay. But I'm he doesn't get like doesn't a better like a version better or anything. Way. Yeah, because that's his whole thing that he repairs. Yeah, whatever. To um, repair all of his damage. <laughs> I was going to make that joke, jerk. Got it. Um, first. It's just, don't lose I would your head say, over listen, it, man. 
I would say if he's C tier, he's absolutely the top of C tier. Like, absolutely the top. Yeah. But I'm more comfortable with putting him bottom of B tier because at least he does do something at, like, he's average for me. Like, I, who do we put as average before? Let me see your screen real quick. Let me go back to the other. The so lion. Who was our average so, B? So it was the, the lion. lion. He runs oh, up wait. And he if the lion was our really B. Good. No, no, hold on. If the lion, Khan, and Fulgrim was our B, then no, I'm, I'm changing my mind. He's C tier. Yes, that's more of my thought. I just realized who we put in B. Yeah, if we're calling them, you know, the a middle, B? a no, good middle, C. I don't think yeah. he does as much as they do. Yes, they do. he can yes. fight, but they all can fight to an extent. And Most there's of these guys my change fight. of mind. There's my change of mind. I just realized who we put in B tier, yeah. and I'm going to be honest with you. God, even like Sanguinius, he gives plus one weapon skill, which is so much better than plus the six of the yeah. pain. It's a, yeah. it's a sort of trade-off there. Sanguinius does more for the army, but less for himself. Ferris does more for himself, but much less for the army. And both of them, unfortunately, get a little lackluster okay. in both. Can I be mean? Maybe I'm even going to put him in D tier. Because if I compare him and Sanguinius... Is it D for decapitated? <laughs> D for decapitated. Let me explain why. And I hate to bump him down even more, but let me explain. Let's look at him and Sanguinius. Now, we haven't looked at the other... other Primarchs here, right? Yes. Missing the we're missing Valdor, we're missing all the but if I'm looking at him and Sanguinius, and I'm looking at what Sanguinius does for the army, what he does for the army, and both their kill potential, both their buff potential, both their move potential. Remember, Sanguinius can move 14 inches. This guy can't even run. Sanguinius no. can shoot his one shot melting. Yeah, Sanguinius can shoot his one shot melting gun. This guy has maybe a plasma blaster that can a breach on a four. It's not even rent, it's breach. Um so this guy doesn't even really like kill two up saves. Sanguinius can and pick who he wants. Um, Sanguinius can kill demons. This guy really, I don't know, this, this guy will instant death. Them. Yeah, so well, he takes down them because he's AP yeah. one. So like, you could, you, they, he can hurt two up saves. It's, it's you know, a it, little, he hurts I, him better I, I than Sanguinius. I would even put him in D. And I'm, I know that's going to cause controversy. I'm going to put him in D. I'm going to argue for D. Because I'm, I'm looking at him and Sanguinius. Look at him and Sanguinius side by side, right? Look at their buff potential. Who's just better? Sanguinius by a long shot, right? Yeah, buff and you look at their yes. no, no. As an individual, he's better though. He's just better. And yeah. Who? Manus uh, or Sanguinius? Yeah, Manus. Manus is better in general because he at least he's doubles roll out. Up in a Spartan yeah. and raffle stop something. Yes. Yeah, but here's the thing: Sanguinius is deep striking with assault marines and he just runs away like i i would not put ferris Manus in c even i actually put him in d and that's not um, me like hating the iron hands is d active is d for detrimental because then i'm not going to put him in d well okay none of them are truly going to be detrimental. horribly detrimental let's yeah. face it what i would say as d not necessarily yeah. detrimental but more of okay there might How have been better there's better choices would you rather have him or two contemptors I'd that's how the point shake out. I'd want to. So that's why I put him in D. Yep, there it is. <laughs> I hate to do that one. Yeah, like if, if that's where you're going to look at it, I want yeah. two contenders. If I'm taking Sanguinius or two contenders, I'm taking Sanguinius. If I'm taking two contenders or Ferris Manus, I'm taking two contenders, hands down. Does the Legion trade affect that choice? Uh, absolutely. It makes me want those contenders even more. It makes me yeah. want <laughs> Well, Sorry, there he has it. Manus. I'd rather there have two contenders. There we go, contemptors. he's in D. Right. Jesus Christ, that's the sat. Uh, wow. He'll beat up. He will beat up Steve. two contemptors. Yes. But, but two contemptors can do much more. Buff, 
Yes. <laughs> this is why I didn't want it to end up becoming the Primark v. Primark at all times. We can do a exactly. Primark v. Primark if people want to discuss that. But yeah, he's good at that. And is okay, he, he can kill some other guys, but they all can kind of do that. We want to talk a little bit more holistically of what they do. Even then, fighting Primarchs, there's many ways in which he loses versus other Primarchs. He's not no, a guarantee. Say, and, and, and not to like skip ahead or anything, but like... And remember, we freaking, do have to get uh, at least two people in each one. So sooner or later, someone's got to get down there. Ahead, if we're going to argue Primark versus Primark, I'm going Vulcan. Yeah, I can see that. I, I can believe Vulcan. that. Because he's just... Vulcan has it will not die for him. And he's got the same strength and toughness, same weapon skill, right? Same wounds, but he's got a will not die four up. Sure, he's not brutal three, but like two up, three up, and like, and yeah, no, it's just, I'm sorry. He's D tier for me. Yeah. And like I said, that's where we're putting him for now. We're obviously going to yeah. have to do another episode to finish this, and we can do some shifting around. So we'll have some time to think about it. And when we're done that other episode, I'll tell you right now, we're going to pause for a little bit and we'll th think about it and then we'll unpause and kind of have that discussion we can move people if we need to but hey i th i think it's reasonably fair he he's he's great for what he does unfortunately he just doesn't do that much all right yeah I so this gives us our first half um or about the first half we started a little late because we did that other little recording that you would have been able to see if you took a look um, I most likely will only release that other little recording. It's it's related to some events that are coming up, especially some charity events. That's probably only <laughs> going to be up on the YouTube. So if you do have interest in that, you can look for it there. I might not put it on the podcast. Actually, I'll probably put it on the podcast, but you won't see anything. But um, this gives us the first half. So the idea is next week we are going to go through and finish this up. When we're done with that, we also want to talk special characters and do a very similar discussion. That way, now that we've seen all this and we have more experience in the game, the game's been out for a while, we can have more thoughtful discussions on this rather than sort of a you know, first looks sort of ways. All right, so that does it for us tonight. A, a few pieces about this one. As always, we do thank everyone who watches, listens, or in whatever way you consume all of our content. Uh, remember, we put this out in every podcast. We put this out on YouTube as well. We do put a variety of other things out on YouTube. Some of it is unique there. Some of it's also on the podcatcher. Lately, I've been putting out my continuing series on why play different armies in Conquest. Next up is going to be Wadroon. Um, the hope is to have them out by Sunday, but I have to see. I got a long work day tomorrow, so I'm going to try to get them out in time. We'll see about that for sure. Um, I also have some board game reviews I'm starting to work on as well. And um, for things that are coming up, so a few things we're going to be doing coming up. We have a couple special guests that are going to come on, hopefully reasonably soon. One of them is essentially the rules writer for uh, Cyberpunk, which is done by um, Monster Fight Club. So we're going to have the rules writer for that on to talk about the game and game theory and game design. We're also going to have some other writers for a different miniatures game. Um, I'll talk more about that once once I finalize some things with them. So we're going to have some other designers on with us to talk both about their game, game design, all those sorts of topics. We have plenty more 30K, although as I always say, if you have suggestions of content, topics, or anything like that, place it in the show notes below. Or sorry, place it in the comments below. I do the show notes. Place it there to tell us things because we want to do the things that people want to hear us talk about. You know, if you are not subscribed to us on YouTube, please do so. When I last checked, it's like 70% don't subscribe right now. It really helps us out, especially as we start getting closer to that 1000 mark, which once you hit that, then YouTube cares about you and you get seen a lot easier. So all of that really does help us out. Um, if you're enjoying our content, the other way you can support us, if you wish to, we do have a Patreon, we do have it up. I currently don't lock anything behind it. At some point I might put it be little weird offshoots of things that I wouldn't want to put out to the general public anyway, because they're weird. 
Um, so there might be some of that stuff if I get around to it. Um, maybe over the winter break when I have lots of time. Um, for other things we have coming up, like I said, we have some other 30k, we have those sort of things, the conquest stuff I'm doing, and hopefully we'll get some more battle reports out to you soon. We have some plans for some stuff in December at least. We might get the stuff earlier, but there's not really that much time in the month left. Um, any other announcements, gentlemen, before we call it a night? Okay, they're both very, very quiet, so that means I'm the only one with <laughs> announcements, and that's fine. All right, well, on behalf of everyone here at the show, has a good hobby and a great game. 